Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 13, Episode 12, They Came from the Sky. I was tempted to write that on the thing, S-K-O-I. Yeah. Oi, oi. It came from the sky. Oi, oi. It's a children's heavy, heavy fucking episode, too. Sweathead. <laughs> oh, yeah, old sweathead himself. Because what is it, old shellhead is Iron Man? Uh, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think... Uh, oh, Ding Dong ding knows dong over here. Will know. Is shellhead Iron Man? Old shellhead? Isn't that what they call him? Isn't that... Isn't that Ninja yeah, I was gonna say Ninja Turtles, oh. right? Oh, okay. Who's old Shellhead? Just Splinter? Ninja Turtles, or is it the Commander from Planet X or Dimension X? I should say. It's Iron Man. Come on, you idiots! Is, is that what you yes. said? He's always seen. Yes. I don't know. Oh man, this guy's literally has Tony Stark on the wall <laughs> right. over there. He has a pair of customs Marvel Vans shoes right by his feet right now. I gave to him. Uh huh. Because <laughs> you love him. Yes. Well, guess you haven't read enough comics. You read or... a shim called Shellhead. <laughs> That's my erotic journey novel. Yes. <laughs> Shellhead because I still have my yeah. penis. It's where if if Robert Downey Jr. was a trans man, yes, in that suit, yeah, and he still accomplished all his heroic feats, and then just like in the original game Metroid on the NES, uh, if you watch through the end credits, he reveals his vagina. Exactly. Yeah, it's quite nice. His meanness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, old Q helped him. <laughs> no, what's his stupid uh, system that he called? Well, I don't know, Double O Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could chomp that thing off and whip it around the back. Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, yeah. it's very much a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. James Bond knockoff. Right, right, right. Now, I wanted to have James Bond, but American and rich and self sufficient, <laughs> not with that disgusting food they eat over Was there. This George Nori? That's Stan <laughs> no, Lee. <laughs> Come on, true believer. Come on. <laughs> What's gonna, I got this idea where it's a woman who strips and she's sexy, but. She also fights crime. <laughs> oh, you mean Ripper all Rama. your female characters? Yeah. Oh, but she's sexy. Right. That's you know, what we used to joke is like everything was that he was like, oh, but sexy. Well, like even She Hulk, like she goes oh, yeah. from having lab coats and stuff on to, but she's sexy. big and strong. And it's like, yeah. yeah, and she's now wearing a fucking bikini yeah. because she's She Hulk. What if we did a bikini shoot, but for <laughs> X Men and Marvel characters? And Wait, wasn't that a thing? Sexy it was oh, yeah. because I remember I wanted to jerk <laughs> off to them. It was a yeah. comic book, and then I think they did like a calendar, and there might have been mm. a handful of them in card form. I think you're too. right. Well, like, I remember when I got into comics, and I was pretty much into, oh, Beatnik Beats. Welcome. Beatnik Beats and Eddie Balls. Is oh, here. Eddie Balls. Um, I remember when I got into specifically Image Comics, because I was a Spawn fan, uh, there was also then the Top Cow connection oh yeah and that was witchblade and then fathom all by tony daniel yeah, and tony daniel drew very attractive women and those were it was crazy that like literally so he drew witchblade which was about the cop that got this ancient gauntlet that made her into the witchblade yeah, or whatever yeah. and she could like form a very heavy metal s exactly yes and so of course when she wore it it was a bikini style armor and whatever right, right. 
despite that, that was where the nineties. The nineties was just like toys looked horrible. Yes, like they're nineties is notorious for bad toys, but those were really fucking terrible. Well, because like the drawing was so detailed and beautiful. It's like you can't. I mean, whatever. But like, it was funny that like the whole rest of the comic when she's just her normal self, she's in like a jacket, t-shirt, pants, boots, whatever. And it's like, and she has a very rich like character art, and then, but then it's like, but still, let's put her so in a fucking hot, yeah. bikini armor and, and stuff, her you know. Fake tits <laughs> grow even more. <laughs> well, and like, and then Tony Daniel left Witchblade specifically to do Fathom, which right. was about mermaids. But it was like I'd always see those at Comic Con. I never read or yes. any of those. Oh, I was on a hunt for those for like two years, and then I realized this comic is terrible. Nah. Like I, I probably read the first 25, 24 issues. And because there was two Comic Cons where I was like on the hunt for like the variant covers those, and all that yeah, stuff. The dumb top cow booth in the center yes. of the fucking thing. And literally all that ended up being good for was that, oh, you if you liked Witchblade, now instead of a, a brunette chick that's super hot, now it's a uh white chick with black hair that's super hot and she's wet all the time. So literally mm. all of the pictures and not just sexually were wet. were these like Baywatch style yeah, things because they're all mermaids, yeah, yeah. you know. And uh, it was, yeah, it was a very boring story. <laughs> I tried to like it because of the art specifically. But, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, Spawn stuck around for a while. And then it, even that got, that's one of the first, like, pieces of media that I loved so much for so many years. And I finally had to admit to myself, like, post, like, as soon as Greg Capullo left, the, like, the best artist for mm-hmm. Spawn, he went to all the, he's, now, he's, yeah. now he's, like, been at Batman longer than Spawn. But, like, um uh, Issue one fifteen to one fifty, it's like this witch chick comes in and it's kind of his weird li- and it's like and it's it was like it got the art got so cartoony and shitty, and I was just like oh man I'm not here for this, this anymore is- and it was the first piece of me that I loved and I was like oh things that you love can just turn to garbage yeah, and people, maybe they weren't yeah. as good as you thought all along too like maybe like the art style heroes. maybe yeah. the art style got you further than you thought <laughs> you know yeah and there's did. like guilty pleasure and yeah deciphering <laughs> right. like oh do i like this cuz i want to like it do right. i like it and it's shitty but i just still like it right. like mcdonald's uh yeah. <laughs> you know what are those things yes um, Edward Balls out there oh. asks, uh, what is everyone drinking? Because he's crushing Cheers. a local brew from Capital called Devi- or Device Brewery Blonde. <laughs> At the Capital, yeah. a Device Brewery Blonde Ale. Yeah. We're uh, drinking yeah. some Great Notion Modern Times collab. Yes. Hazy. This is, what are they from called? a little time ago. Nearly as fast remember. as light. About a month and a half ago. Yeah. It's still good. Yes. Did your wife drink any of those fucking pool sides? Yeah. She oh. drank a handful of them. Have you ha- tasted them? Uh, I have not. Um, you should just so we can get a honest opinion. I'm letting her. I'm letting her enjoy them. She is says she that they're. Enjoying? She says they're just as perfect as the first well, time you she opened them. Take a couple them. rips. Just I will. To, when she's not looking. Just to double check. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. Thanks for being uh, here with us tonight for Probing Ancient Aliens here at Twitch.tv/slash Probing Ancient Aliens, where just like Qualtazar and Eddie Balls and William Coosby and uh, Driving Over the Edge and all the people, they're all hanging out here with us and can talk and walk and suck our cocks and. And uh, talk about a fox. Oh, and Quiltazar's drinking a Scottish ale. Oh, Scotch ale. Kilt lifter. <laughs> from, uh, I think I've Scottish had kilt lifter before. A phoenix. Well, uh, Bow's Point did a tilt, like a kilt. That was um, Piper Down. Or Piper Down. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. Sacramento, California. That's My where Canada. Eric the Midget was from. Yes. R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us here at twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens, where if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can link it to your Twitch Prime Apple account, Cider. and it gives us free money. You just have to do it every month. You have to just re-up it every month and link yeah. it to it. You get a free subscription to a Twitch account anyone. That's a really weird promotion. 
but it's good. It's a weird yeah. promotion that like to get people in. It yeah. puts it on you to like re up it or try other Twitch channels. You know, yeah, if you're out there and you want to support other people, as right? You're watching and, and it's literally like, well, you're already paying for Amazon Prime, and we'll just give them a little right, kickback. Right, so. Right, right. Um, and then, yeah, if you uh, like our content here, head over to patreon.com slash probinghdaliens, where every single month you get two extra shows that are exclusive to Patreon. And uh, you can get a little peek at our Patreon uh, every few months if we have to work late or something comes up or, you know, we're just in that uh, post-marathon jerk fog afterwards and we're just sleeping and, and uh, you know, some other kid wants to pet us and we say, no, he's sleeping. And no. <laughs> he's just a little dog. Uh, he's gross. <laughs> uh, then uh, for five bucks a month or more, yeah, you get a Adventurous Ghost, which is just like Probing Ancient Aliens, where we go over and review and imitate the Ghost Adventures crew uh, from the Travel Channel, going through each episode of that show in order, just like Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, and then Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into subjects related to subjects. Did I say subject-related subjects? Yeah, I thought you were joking around. Sorry. (laughs) Where we probe a few knuckles deeper into subjects related to the various people, things, places, and concepts to uh, this show. So our most recent one posted up was uh, our kind of review discussion of Seth Seth Breedloves' The Mothman Legacy. Uh, And if you want to hear about uh, me having a weird emotional reaction to that. (laughs) that, uh, I was not uh, expecting that. Yeah. Oh, Justin Shores is here. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, we got your message, Justin. Yeah, Don't worry about it. There's no worries. Right, a- a- any support is support, <laughs> and even no support is support. Yes. Just listening is support. Queltazar as well sent a similar us. message where he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going down from Galactic Daddy to a... Uh, I'm going down on y'all. Yes. Uh, to, uh, what's our $5 tier? You're so coined, Anyone who downloads um, or subscribes. Right. Jesus Christ, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Anyone who joins Twitch and does anything. Yep. Holy shit, Jesus Christ, thank you. Right. Anyone who Twitch up Prime, Jesus fucking Christ, will I suck you? Thank you. <laughs> Anyone who gives us more than five dollars, holy yeah. shit, Jesus Christ, I'll suck you, fuck right. you, and bend over. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was running out of things to keep. Yeah. I was trying to just build upon, but yes. all all of it. Any if you're hearing a voices, you're yeah. not leaving a one star, right? And you're coming back for more. Getting your friends into the show, getting your family into the Anything show. More than is what we call sweet, sweet gravy. Yes, yeah, we like doing the show anyway. So, um, and yeah, thanks to our Spotify listeners because I was showing. Steve, the analytics for Spotify, because we host our podcast on SoundCloud, and SoundCloud, as a competitor to Spotify, does not pull in Spotify analytics for you, uh, and right. so... But SoundCloud, it should still get the pings from when it's downloading, because it's not... It doesn't hard upload to Spotify. It still pings the server, mm-hmm. so there still should be something there. But that's the thing. I can see every other server that pings SoundCloud, but not Spotify. And I've looked oh. it up, and there are some blogs that say they don't do that, but it's not like... The companies don't talk about that kind of stuff. They're not going to say, we're not going to show you, you know, whatever. Yeah. The world it, that, of, but that's for a lot for them to somehow download and then host right. it. The, the world of podcast analytics is a strange, yeah, it's a messy weird, beast, yeah, I yeah. think. But um, oh, Ryan Sprague, right, I, uh, I <laughs> hey, keep, guys, thank I'm, you for having me on the show. I'm running these ads all the Weren't time. Were we going to pay him like 50 bucks to be on the show or something? And, and I tried, and it said, yeah. this tier is sold out you for now. You should just straight up DM him on yeah, yeah. Patreon somewhere again. Be like, yes. hey, I see your here sold out yes. are you up here's for my again? penis because <laughs> our patreons are willing to have that premium content oh yeah as a piece <laughs> i mean that's like i don't know and, and i think it's to be a guest on their show no, now know, but we're gonna fucking take it because he prefers they them yeah, as a pronoun exactly. hey. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> 
Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your gender? Yeah. Ooh. So tell me about my gender. What do you think? Uh, no, I think so. He had he had a duo that actually sounded kind of funny called the disc golf. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the disc golf duo, not yeah, the, the disc golf bros, which is a count well, that just followed disc us. Disc golf uh, uh, couple is yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, they had the. Uh, uh, the UFO Bros, which have their own podcast, and they were on TV apparently too. They're kind of funny together. Uh, they're kind of like um, the Hollywood Handbook dudes, like Sean Clements and that other guy. They have that mm-hmm. kind of snarky, weird, but it's all about paranormal stuff. You know, I kind of want to listen to the show, but yeah. I but they paid, I think, to be on his show too. Okay, um, but anyway, we'll pay to play. We're now we're down. We're we're we do a lot for pay yeah. that <laughs> rhymes with pay and certain types right. of lifestyles and uh, pomosexual. Yeah. <laughs> We're here for premio content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With anal. Yeah. I will uh, puck uh, your pock yeah. for punny. <laughs> I will swallow your gravy. Right. What? <laughs> uh, now, I listened to a Hysteria 51 episode recently. And I sucked their fucking cocks, too, and got shit out of it. <laughs> and they they will let a patron on their show for $30. Oh, that's it, huh? And what about I'm, patrons? Well, and, but that, but that's what it's weird because like like they have to bring a subject that they actually want to do or something like that. Thirty dollars, that's it. I, Not and that I, we're and I, that well, either, I th- I think I mean, that you have to be thirty dollars for like a year. Like I'm you have sure, to consistently. Yeah, so, what have, if we just give them three hundred dollars? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and puck their pocket. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and uh, snack their back and grip their cheese. It was like it was awkward. The guy seemed actually pretty personable, but it almost sounded like. They pre-recorded his segments and worked it into their kind of script or something. Yeah, because they know? definitely have enough. Like chunks of that is pre or, or scripted, mm-hmm. right? Like to have those sound Jeez effects and those, those jokes <laughs> and those clips, right? And, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's like just, Howard; they write yeah. the segments of the show. Enough, yeah. But on his Series 51, you can tell a little bit more than Howard. But also, I'm not criticizing them because Howard no. is Howard and has a staff. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Hi, Fred. Yeah, it's it's that, <laughs> it's that building of kind of like uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, where it's like, yes. okay, enough parts are scripted, and then you exactly. can improv throughout that and right. go do your own thing. Yes. Justin Stewart says, we'll have a bottle next time we're in wine country. Oh, yes. Uh, now, my yeah, brother, Bick. will talk to anyone. Um, <laughs> the, my brother, Bick. Is he never shuts up about now? Maybe, yeah, are maybe they moving to Temecula? They were yeah, supposed exactly. to be here like I, a month ago. I haven't even talked to him about it because I'm like, I'm not even going to press the subject. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy press that some hams. This is a guy that if he's up till 10 p.m. on Saturday night, he won't come to martial arts training mm. at 12 p.m. the next day. Even though he'll get up in DG I'm t- sometimes. Yes, exactly. I'm too tired. I just like to get out yeah. and about. Yeah, and he's 10 years younger than me. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got. <laughs> Oh, Joey. Now, yeah. <laughs> now we did. Oh. Sorry, we'll we'll save that for yeah. our uh, how, you how you doing segment. But uh, but yeah, other than that, um, it's a classic Monday night record here. Yeah, I feel like it's been that. a long time since we record, but it was only last week because before that it was, it was two two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, uh, because work kind of bit us in the ass. Yeah, but last week got intense. Yeah. knock on wood. This week's been a little bit more mellow. Yeah. but we are coming into our most crazy time well, as internet retailers yes. personally. Yeah, we're in the retail industry, so Cyber Week is very difficult yeah. and involved to pull off. Um, the most perfect comps and daily sales. Yes. And uh, Steve is on the marketing side, so he's very in demand at this time of yes, year. Yes, and my person has left on maternity leave yes. who handles all the emails, so I'm stepping in. And yes. Yeah, it's just 
gotten a bit overwhelming, <laughs> but again, we we unwound for like an hour when Joey got here. Yeah. And now I'm feeling back to normal. It is, and weird. it wasn't a bad like negative like no. crazy stress. Like last week was like okay, what the fuck is right. going on? Where today was, was all like, about eh, anticipating just, our things going to yeah, go bad. Just like okay, yeah. like let's make sure we're prepared for everything. Right. And it's uh, funny that because I've said the same thing. Where it's like, you don't want to sound like, because Steve and I both manage people, so it's like, you don't want to sound like, oh, the person I manage, you don't want to sound like a dick. But then I've said the same thing where it's like, oh, you know, my person, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it almost sounds like a slave yeah. instead. It's like, oh, I should just say this, yeah, this person on my team yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know, but yeah. I always forget. As someone at work he says, he always goes, uh, they're my partner, I partner yeah. with them. But right, then right. I'm like, yeah, but people say partner now for the people for they suck and fuck. Almost. Exactly. <laughs> Well, homosexuals. Yeah. They were paid. Yeah. Just ensures we yes. work for a massive corporation. <laughs> yes. We run a uh the, we run the largest, largest third party fleshlight retailer in Southern California that's open Tuesday through Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> and we run ads on uh X videos, X yes. hamster from four AM right. to six AM. Yes. Uh, it's definitely people have pre post squirted, but, uh, they're still there shopping. Oh, they're yeah, in that so post coital glow. Exactly. Yes. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> um, that positive, that PMA baby, that yes. positive mental attitude. Oh yeah. Quiltazar saying that hippie shit. Uh, uh no, believe me, Quiltazar. Like, I mean, I have been as, as, as a lot of regular listeners know, uh, we've been playing a fuck ton of disc golf. I mean, I feel like it was about a year ago. <laughs> That we all started really getting into it again, well, because um, that's when I, I started playing with with Bic again. Um, you, I think you got into it more because I feel like I didn't jump back in until like April. Jump back or... in! I'm in my ego because fuck it. We were talking about three eleven a lot sorry, this weekend to too. Find <laughs> something that went with that. Some words on my tongue. Take your dick, stick it in. <laughs> Make me choke and gag at you. <laughs> The I'm peanut gonna, man, a dream of juice. <laughs> I'm going to come real hard. I'm going to come original. <laughs> hard is when I come original. <laughs> I don't know any of these fucking yeah, exactly. songs. Um, uh, damn it, I thought you guys managed penis pumps. Fuck this, I'm out of no. Well, uh, flashlights are similar to penis pumps. Yeah. They, they suck them up and get them big. Yes. So. It's a smaller business. It's a smaller part yeah, of our business. It's but a niche. Well, definitely, we, we got what you need, Eddie Balls. Yeah, it's okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, well, does the OC have Many courses seems every month. Yeah, OC is terrible for uh, disc golf courses. San Diego okay. has a lot more, a lot less restrictions, I think, on but open Diego land. But San Diego itself doesn't have that many courses. But San Diego County's huge. No, no, general. no. I know. It just there's uh, a lot of there's a lot of uh, rough country courses. in San Diego yeah. too. As soon as you go inland in San Diego, it's just hot, very hot yeah, Mexican hot desert way. out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, don't just three eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to come original, yes. bro. <laughs> I think that's from uh, Workaholics. Yes. Um, but uh, oh, and driving over the edge. The sack action on putt fuckers no Insta was awesome. No moose knuckle with the b ball shorts. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, Pure net, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I believe I had my very light gray shorts, so it very oh, yeah. much shows yeah. up. You, you, now, those light gray shorts run a high risk of showing piss. Yes. Uh, Post piss. Which so. I did wash my hands heavily at the oh, Prado like Dam course, and it looked like I pissed my pants for about yeah. a half hour. And I was yeah. like, 
whatever. I got to wash my hands. Fuck I'm just going to own this. You know, yeah, I don't care. I'm well, in fucking Chino. Who cares? If <laughs> these people all. Piss well, I guess their we pants can go and... to how we're doing. Because yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> uh, well, hold on. Let's do. There's a... a large group of gentlemen pounding on the back of a pickup yes. truck as I were leaving the course. <laughs> saying Orale. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, we'll do. <laughs> we'll, do <laughs> we'll do a little housekeeping here. Um, we uh, have a little segment that we call it. We haven't called, had one in a while. Called Come Original. <laughs> yes. Uh, Come Original. Now, we have a little segment called Reaching for the Stars. We ask you, all the little prolapstronauts out there, to leave us five-star ratings on your favorite podcast service. Uh, and then um, uh, leave us a review in the comments of that rating, and we'll read it on the air and give you a shout-out, because it helps us show up in the algorithm much better. Just like Wubdubs via Apple Podcast did. And Wubdub says... Uh, beer there probed that too. A little reference to beer there drunk that our other podcast, uh, one of our couple of which podcasts, maybe this actually. weekend we should. Do I think we one. could. Yeah, long weekend. That Friday again. Um, beer there probed that too. The return. So he has a sequel named. He or she has a sequel name for their own review. Uh, five stars. As I sit in the hotel room I live in. That's a lot. That's a whole story right there. <laughs> yeah, is that like a monthly rent out room? As I sit in the hotel room I live in, job searching at three a.m. A whole other. Now, very sad layer to that story yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. did he get kicked Lives out? In a hotel, he... sick. That's <laughs> right. like in a movie, like famous rich person. Right. Oh, that I look for work. Right. Hotel living elitism, check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in 3 a.m., parentheses, the drunk hour, I return to this podcast to get a boost of positive energy and lighthearted comedy to get me through the day. Raunchy humor and critical thinking is applied to all aspects of the show Ancient Aliens and is the predominant theme of this podcast. Bobandi approved, USDA grade A beef jerkins, and Zach Reagan <laughs> bro-coded entertainment awaits those who are brave enough to venture into the unknown. I always love that Bobandi's now like a true yes. like yeah. whack pack oh, yeah. member of the show. He would he would be like he's he's famous. Is like, he the uh, however you want to call us famous, right. he is infamous. Now, not because of just the similarity, but would he be the Bobo? Because he's like the most normal kind of the intelligence Bobo guy, no, right? But Bobo's a fucking he is idiot. dumb too, and yeah. Bobani is not no, dumb. No, Bobani's no. He's uh, like a, he's Bobani's a normal man. He, it's tough because he's actually a good ad. He's right. more like a Shuli, maybe, mm. if you will, or like a Salvastock. I think yes, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Kind of he brings content because he adds content to the show, right, in a positive way. And like yes. we could easily probably have. Bo Bandy joined the show. Yeah, yeah. And it wouldn't be that far off. Right. Like, like, uh, truly and or South yeah. Stock Hey, I'm, it's Brent here from yeah, yeah. Just join yeah. that $30 tier. <laughs> Bo Bandy, you can be on the show. Yeah. I made him into like a, a wrestler, too. Yeah. Like, hey, brother. <laughs> Brent Hogan here. Yeah. Uh, choked on one of my food <laughs> reviews. Again. It's so here's a here's a quick side note before, uh, how you doing now. I appreciate so this is relevant because the world of UFO podcasts is very there's so many choices you have now, right? And there's a lot of pretty good shows out there. Yeah. But uh Hysteria 51 is a very solid show, and we've talked about it before. But like I feel like they're getting even in the COVID era, they're getting even more kind of produced and written too much. And maybe that's because they're not in a studio with each other anymore. I don't know. But like it's like I it's real. This is really just a suck fest for us because I'm like, you know, I bet you anything, Brent and John, the guys that host that show, they wish they could like go deeper into gross humor and things like that. But they're constantly doing the fucking thing where they go, well, uh, that's just the kind of show this is. And it's just like. Because they've what, had some reviews on theirs where it's like, like ours. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, guys, just get to the point. It's right. Like, well, no, come on. But you can get to this point on the internet. Like, right. we're just. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Like, no, you're right. You're right. And, and yeah. you know, barfing out stuff for right. you. So. And again, this isn't a knock against them, but I'm I'm kind of like, I actually, it's a compliment because I wish they would have a more uncensored version of themselves, but I think that they know, especially because the one guy, John Goforth, it works in the podcast advertising world. So I think he knows if you have explicit, you know, explicit uh, whatever's and this yeah, and whatever, yeah. like I think you're going to get less money. Well, and it seemed like they were trying to venture into like game reviews and mm-hmm. like other food shit and Joe Rogan on their yeah. Patreon, yeah. <clears throat> oh, Brock's yeah, about uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then Cultazar says, "Thank you for the amazing shout out." I... Cultazar, how yeah. did we shout you out? Uh, well, I said that they sent uh, that Quelzar sent a nice message saying he was going from t- uh, galactic data oh, to a normal okay, status, okay, things okay. like that. I thought he was trying to say he's Brent or someone. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Brent. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> but um, he'll get invited to the hot ones instead of you guys. Is that Bo Bandy? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> Edward so, Holmes, um, dude. Well, not to jump too much, but th- that hot chip we ate. Oh my god! I don't think we yeah. even talked about it. No. Here. It was the Paquiles or whatever brand. Something, and it's like a single oh, a chip. A single chip in a and packet. It's like the hottest chip known to man. And it's a it's a blend of scorpion pepper and ghost chili. Yeah. It I was almost barf. Oh my God. <laughs> What's insane? Oh my Ding God. Dong Bundy ate some. I was eating straight up sour cream because we didn't yep. have any milk. Yes. And uh, I took a shot of that shit. Yeah. You had the squeeze bottle. It I was, was so uncomfortable. It was about 45 minutes of never really be feeling comfortable. And then after yeah. that, it was even like. It was it was Uneasy. the fe- it was the fear of oh my god is my stomach gonna bleed tonight yeah. I, am I gonna have bloody diarrhea well, and puking's the worst because then it's all coming back up and right. that burn I was just like I can't puke mm-hmm. I can't I probably should puke but I can't right. puke and I was hanging out around the corner and in just case sweating you to, yeah. and like <laughs> slobbering yeah and someone was like oh hey you okay over there Steve you yeah. look like you're uh, about to die and I was yep. like well I kind of am so. oh Justin Shore said we just did that the other day on the ship. With those oh, that type of chip, oh, the new ensign oh. was throwing up from just one chip. Yeah, it's dude. It's we rough. didn't even eat a whole chip. We no, just ate like the, yeah. We broke the chip up into like five bite-sized pieces someone, or something. Someone went to the grocer's outlet yeah. and bought like <laughs> yeah. three or four of them, and like we kind of broke yeah. all of them up. Oh, so we all God. took. I took a pretty big bite. Yes, not saying anyone took a small bite, but I now know that. Uh, no, no rectal pro ring at all no. that night. I did have some burners the next day. It wasn't yes. horrible. Yeah, it was. It, it was, wasn't as bad as I thought. It was more how my stomach felt. Yeah. in general. Exactly. Where it, it where felt I was like, like oh, this was a good night where I'm eating <laughs> yes. brisket and yeah. pizza and whatever, and then it just went, nope, this all fucking sucks. just a classic healthy night. Yeah. <laughs> brisket and pizza. Well, you know, you feel and it was like, all hand. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's yeah. all. This was this was in his uh, uni oven and all that stuff. But I will, uh, you can pull it out, Matt, if you want. But I'll give oh, it a little bit. Oh, what's going on here? <laughs> I got some tri-tip going. Oh, that's right. Because you can pull that meat out. <laughs> you probably got to wash the cutting board if you use that, though. But that that heat was like a laser. Rich sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking, oh, Ensign. <laughs> exactly. Or the the Asian guy from uh, Voyager, who's like forever an ensign because yes. he can't move up well and speaking of ensigns when the first few seasons of next generation mm-hmm. it was will Wheaton, yeah, exactly dr crusher's Wheaton. son Wheaton. um and now he does the woot stout and well, all that stupid shit too ass. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh not to be confused with the crush boys simon lazan eagle mcmahon from dismania oh is that called. what they call themselves yes. the crush boys. <laughs> they're officially the sky team yeah but they're called the Crush Boys on social media because they can both well, throw 700 feet if they well, want. Well, I'll crush their yeah. asses. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a whole pain in themselves. No, I was saying that um, it 
when I listen to that show, this is not in any way bragging or anything at all because they're obviously more successful than us at podcasting. But it's like, it's just like I walk away from this show going, I said exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah. I didn't have to censor myself at all. I mean, aside from, you know, racial things. But <laughs> that's just an everyday battle for me. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. Internal struggle. Every conversation I have to You're battle in. Con everyone crackers and right. monkeys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't live my true... Uh, African American persona that's inside of me, right, right, right. Um, but uh, no, but anyway, but it's it's nice to walk Throw away going, too. hey, like we just say, even though we get all of our one star reviews, <laughs> like now, yeah, they don't talk about anything until fifty minutes into the show and whatever, and, and it's like, but I'm like, I just don't care. I like doing yeah. the show the way we do it, you right, know. Right, right. When Ancient Aliens is over, we'll have some other fucking show we do yeah. this with or we something can else, you this know. Into a paranormal right. overall kind of. Exactly. Supernatural, paranormal, right. whatever bullshit. The P-Boys. Waker's Challenge. <laughs> Chip two pieces of breakfast fruit cinnamon. Oh, God. All the different oh versions. Oh, my God. The cinnamon challenge. Or this challenge. That. That, cha- no. that that challenge. That chip. I If anything has either of those peppers in it ever again, I probably will not. Because I've, I've done it now, and, and that and was Harris enough. And was yelling at us, calling us all idiots. Yes. Which and she fine, and she was wanna, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but it's kind of like going on a roller coaster or yes. something. Like you just want that extreme yes. yeah. feeling. Because now I know I don't just worry or think. I know right. how painful those peppers are going to be and how unenjoyable they are. So now I know yeah. I don't have yeah. to worry about it. So. <laughs> Driven over the edge says thirty dollars seems to be your price. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 30, uh, thirty. Thirty. I didn't do it. Uh, I smelled it from six feet away. Oh, uh, I did eat a whole habanero pepper ones yes. for eight dollars yes and that felt similar <laughs> for eight but almost not as bad yeah. what are you looking for matt foil well and our boss did Why it you too foil it? you can throw are you gonna throw it in the, the tins it can cool <laughs> off okay. just throw it on the you just got to watch the cutting board though I already got it on the oh oh yeah you can do that if you want He's got a son that should be right there. He's got an illegitimate son. He lives over in the tins part of town. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the just the shanties tins? and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I now I know what that kind of pain feels like, and I never need to feel that again. Quite yeah, as that intense. Maxed out. It all. It actually rider. makes those ghost chili wings that we've told the story about actually seem much more manageable oh, yeah, yeah. than that chip. <laughs> and we ate like multiples. Yeah. And we were complaining then, so yeah, anyway. that, yeah, that's a whole different kind of hot. Yeah. That's um, but uh, that's like porn hot. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, we don't have any new patrons this week. But who was the first uh, on the Twitch night? Was it was it driving over the edge? Uh, was no, first? It was. Uh, oh, it was. It right. was. Yeah, so driven over the edge. Yeah, driven over the edge, and myself and you ask each other, "How you doing, Steve?" I'm doing pretty good. And Justin Shore says, so a Traeger? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. You don't have a Traeger. I'm a raw dog, coal and hardwood my, yeah. uh, smoker, my friend. He's a tube man. Yeah, yeah. He has a, I've got he's a, a tube cylinder. Vertical offset smoker yeah. running on coal and Completely charcoal. brandless. He forged it himself. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> it's some generic brand or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and then I've got a uh, Smoky Mountain from Weber. <laughs> Sorry, Weber Smoky Mountain. <laughs> right. Uh, so I run both those smokers, yeah. and that's my setup. Not that there's anything against a Traeger or pellets. Yeah, uh, I just don't have a life, so I can manage a whole fire myself and not have to worry too much. Where right. the Traegers are good if you have like a family or kids or whatever, right. and you need to set it and forget it. Yeah. Um, and then you got to super smoke and do all that. Well, and Steve was only allegedly involved in the recent wildfires in Southern yes, California. Exactly. So 
I say my embers were cool by the time right. they got there. The cuff yes. said otherwise. He gave he gave that couple that was doing the gender reveal party some advice on how to control their pyrotechnics, yeah. but it's not really hit on him because they didn't have to take that advice. Exactly. Uh, he just met them on OnlyFans. Yeah. Uh, they like to sandal flop vids. Yeah. And he had some excursions Some with smoker them. content right. they wanted. <laughs> yes. They wanted some uh, grease sweat drips. Exactly. And, uh, you know, how to take that uh, right. hot meat to the next Well, because, I mean, the sandal flop vids were, po- were ashy foot post-smoking sessions mm-hmm. where you're flopping those sandals yeah. with just enough of that kind of congealed grease. Well, I had the lump the... charcoal going at the Ex- time. Exactly, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, Caked <laughs> on the foot. Yeah. You were... I did, and then I did burn foot videos where I burned right. my foot on the coal right. and then uh, oozed out the pus and right. wet from the, yeah. the blister that ensued. Uh, you call those Industrial Revolution vids. Exactly. Yes. Because uh, it's quite... <laughs> oh, I look like the Dickens kids here. Yeah. And those surprisingly are $30. Yes. So, yeah, if you want that kind of content... <laughs> that is his price. I will burn my foot <laughs> until it pusses and, uh, and blisters. Driven over the edge says, Olive Garden Pepperoncini yeah, is hot like, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, those are rough. Uh, Not everyone gets in and out. Yeah, pepperoncini, which are which are like check banana peppers, which are slightly like milder pepperoncini. Yeah. Sometimes those can be nice and they can. picky, but well, it's like any of those pickly ones, the jalapenos yeah. and pepperoncinis, can be very mild or insanely hot in the same jar that you were right, eating. Right, 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 right. Depends right. on how much seed. There oh, yes. is him. This whole episode's about seed. Hell yes. Seeding the galaxy. Um, um, but to move things along, I'm doing yeah. good. We talked a lot about the weekend, but what yeah. was it? Friday, I got drunk. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, what the fuck did I do Friday? We just chilled. I mean, uh, Harris and I chilled out Friday. We yeah. watched... Uh, oh, I think... Uh, some porn. No, we have some Dong Bunny and I went to Cluck and Blaze and got some hot chicken That's right. and some other things yeah, that yeah. Friday night. And then... Saturday, I got, got up at 5.30... To be over here at six thirty. Oh yes, because uh, we played fifty four holes of golf that day. Yeah, disc golf. Yes, uh, sorry, it was yes. quite nice. Um, one of my reps was saying, "Oh, well, I play real golf because right. I'm saying disc golf." I'm mm-hmm. like, "No, it's technically ball golf. Okay, right. it's all exactly. the same. It's all golf." <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did that, and my arm was fine. Mm-hmm. It was more just the tired sore, like your feet are walking. Yeah, you know, when you're walking, you know, you walk Disneyland. I was going to say West D- Coast Disneyland Jack. day. Yep. <laughs> um, or as East Coasters say, hey, you been to Disney? Yeah. I'm like, can you just say world, please? I fucking hate it when you oh, people you love it. You love say, it. Oh, I was down at Disney. Oh, my my nephew Which, worked at Disney over the summer. I'm like, shut up. West Coast Nerd is trying to get me to go down there in a couple weeks, which I don't think I will. But, <laughs> That's uh, fucking crazy. Well, because round trip tickets are like $130 right. or so, something stupid. Right. Um, Nowadays with cards, you probably get more exercise disc golf. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not. Disc golfing, golf. part of the fun is the, especially at courses that are not around here, yeah. you get a hike in when yeah. you're doing it too. So you're hiking, we you're what, seeing some nature. for some thousand steps. 27,000 steps on Saturday. Wow. See, my phone only said 17,000. So, I, again, I trust yeah. your wristband more than my phone. And it, Well, I think the Fitbit um, is doing, like, it's, it's equivocating actions equivalent yeah, to a footstep, right? So if you're, like, moving your arm and swinging, like, I'm swinging my arms, doing, it's like, the... exercise. Yeah. Right, and so it's like you're, you're you're burning the same calorie or whatever it would take to make yeah, a yeah. step, right? So... But, um, uh, that was fun, and then Sunday I went with uh, my cousin, Brandon. Oh, yeah. And Ding Dong Bundy over here yeah. to El Dorado. We just yeah. did 18 and then went to a short order cook place and got some breakfast burritos. Oh, nice. 
Brandon kept talking it up like it was a diner. I'm like, this is not a diner. This is a short order <laughs> cook place, yeah. but it's fine. It's like a Harry's good. Cafe or yes. a Bill's Burgers, if you exactly. will. Exactly. But yes. not as good. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then... Where did you go? Over in Long Beach? Yeah, it's called John's. It's just past Los Al High School. Oh, okay. I see. So if you place. go, yeah. yeah, keep going like yeah. away from the. Well, I've course. never thought of going in yeah. that place. It's Volcano fine. Burger is delicious, right yes, there. Yes, it is. But, yes. Uh, yeah. Anyways, this place was fine. Uh, and then, yeah, <laughs> came back here, napped for a while, yeah. and kind of did nothing the rest of Sunday. Because when did you go to bed Saturday night? It's a good question. Maybe what time did we get back? I mean, we got we back got in the at 3 o'clock hour, because I think you and Ding oh, Dong yeah. went eating. We went to all-you-can-eat sushi that night, because <laughs> uh, we were starving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got there. Yeah, we probably went there like at 4.30, sat mm. down by 5, probably ate for like an hour. That's a sweet spot. Came back. I made sure to stay up, because the night before, I went to bed after eating a lot, and yeah. got instant heartburn, almost bar... The, 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 the wake puke. up to like yep. basically barfing, which You're having a dream. Horrible. You're having like fever dreams, and then you wake up with like acid in your mouth. Just that like, shock ugh. of like, oh God, this is coming up again. And just, yeah. it's yeah. That's not a fun next hour. Yeah. So I made sure to stay awake and up and yeah. vertically up. Right. Uh, so I probably went to bed at like 9 or 10. Oh, okay. And that's then fair. got up early to go disc yeah. golf. The but next that's like nine morning. hours of sleep. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was decent enough. And... Uh, Oh God! All you can eat sushi. Because <laughs> is fucking delicious. Yeah. Well, because uh, there's one place right by our house that, she, like, both of us did, but she especially almost died on, and we have never been back since. Like food poisoning? Or no, no, no. Or we just went there, and it was very good. It was it was premium all you can eat sushi. So they had like uh, ceviche sushi, like all this like little like little extra season little mm-hmm. things, and uh, that place is always packed. And that night, they told you, like, hey, we will only bring a few plates at a time, because if you don't eat plates, after, like, your yeah, fifth yeah, or yeah. sixth plate, we'll charge you for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. And she was like, no, get them all. Huh? And just, like, got all the, And it was like, we should pace ourselves. I always ourselves. sketch myself out at sushi, because, like, <laughs> yeah. with the rice and the yes, fish Yes, it expands. It, like, you get full, and I'm like, okay, yes. I don't want to overorder. So, like, right. the first round, I went ham. Yeah. But Ding Dong Bundy stayed consistent, where yeah. I... I downshifted pretty hard for right. round two and three. Because usually you only get three rounds. Because again, the rice itself, it there's a full that you are full, and then 20 minutes after that, you are a new level of full yeah. if you have overdone it. Yeah, on yeah. The initial right. part, but um, oh, we got a bot coming in here. Well, and uh, <laughs> Justin Schuer says uh, he had to cut tomatoes for that girl. Yes, baby. yeah. I went to it, ear, nose, and throat guy for to because I was having bad acid and things like that in the morning, and he said the same thing. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, yeah, I had a similar Saturday, obviously we were mm-hmm. golfing for like nine hours, <laughs> I think that day, <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I remember, I think my favorite part of that day was when we stopped at a Seven Eleven in between two of the courses and you got a Reese's Nutrageous bar, uh, honey, <laughs> honey roasted cashews and a Slim Jim. I think a uh, monster slim gym. A monster okay. slim gym. Okay, and and I said, "Oh, did you get three snacks?" And you said, "Yes, I got a savory, a sweet, and a vegetable." Yeah. And the vegetable was the ca- the, the honey roasted honey cashews. Roasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best you could do yeah. from uh, just a balanced a diet. You know? um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that was a fun day, though. We got to throw yeah. through a sewer tube, which I'd never done before. Yeah, we uh, were Ninja be- Turtles. Best hole on the course. Best hole on the course. God, where the fuck are you guys going? God, we're and not then, playing it this again. Oh, I... That's the best hole in the course. No, it's not. <laughs> the fucking hole sucks. And those guys, so, so those two guys, 
who were veterans of that course and middle-aged men were crushing a barrel-aged stout in their cups. Yeah, I at, didn't even see that. At 8.04 in the morning when we started playing. Yeah. He literally had a barrel-aged stout in a champagne bottle in a zip in a huge bag. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was in the big bag. But yeah, because I think you and Bick were like doing recon on the fucking uh, hole. Right. And uh, yeah, they were like busting open plastic cups and this barrel. Because I thought it was wine. But then I looked and it was this jet black with a foamy uh, head on. I was like, oh shit, they're drinking like a stout yeah. in the morning. <laughs> like, that is a beefy way to start the day. Uh, I love, you know, big beer stouts, but it's yeah. like big beer stouts, barrel aged stouts. Big, big uh, but I do not want that in the morning at all, almost ever. Like, I got to fucking ease in the day. Um, also, this is not sponsored content, but I finally. <laughs> I listen to so much other sponsored content on uh, podcasts lately. They're always advertising Magic Spoon, which is that keto-friendly cereal. Oh, right. And it's like a protein cereal. And that shit is actually really good. I got oat milk and that. I haven't had bowls of cereal. I probably had in the last 10 years. Coming from a cereal, I was a cereal fiend. I probably ate, I don't know, every year up until I was like 16, I probably ate 3,000 bowls of cereal in a year like it was just insane Mm -hmm. and uh, because my mom was a fucking carb fiend and that's all she had in the house ever and uh, meat's too expensive and it's fatty like okay we'll just eat sugar all day then that's great but uh but this really is like i was like oh this actually gives me that cereal vibe to it and it's very filling like even an hour later i'm like oh hey i'm still full from this stuff and it doesn't taste like fake cereal so i would try it if you wanted it but okay it's that magic spoon shit but uh it's on fucking doughboys and all other sorts of shit uh, was that was that? I just forget you have you... to like. There's a difference between block and banning, oh, okay. and it's like it's a whole separate. Dip- so I finally banned the mm. bot. So you are back on the keto. I know Steve was doing it for a while. Yes, uh, I was doing it. Stop. Should get back on maybe post Thanksgiving because it's yeah. the intermittent fasting. Yeah. with the ketos where you really get that nice grind. Mm-hmm. Thank aliens for that magic technology. Oh yes, it has been nice though because we've had those long days of lots of golf and I'll, yeah. I'll allow myself to eat breakfast that day and I do feel a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's times where it's Because like, that's an excessive sense. amount of exercise yeah. that day and it's like you got to have some energy yeah, you in the morning too. I mean, I've, I've done it and I get by but I notice that I'll like, I have like a two hour window where it's like my body either kicks in and starts eating my fat and I'm like, okay. Um, or it's just like, mm, no, not like if I stopped eating at 6 p.m. the day before and it's now mm-hmm. like 12 or 1, it's like you're just going to die now because like yeah. you just don't have any, you don't have anything to make sugar yeah, in your yeah, body yeah. anymore. So, and uh, Justin Schur says they did it, dropped 25, oh. stopped, gained 30, need to do it again, <laughs> and no fle- reflux oh, nice. issues either. Yeah, it's like when you do that, yeah, like truly, you know, healthy eating, you yeah. feel better, you don't feel mm-hmm. gross, there's no acid reflux, there's no yeah. just shit slogging. Yeah, so. my my wife and I are about to do this. We order these things. We got our little kits the other day for called Geno Palette, and it's all about you do a swab test and then you send a bit, and they're like, "Here's your genetic affinity well, you should, should for be, for yeah. certain foods." Like they have like three levels of like this is going to give you acid reflux and make you feel sick. This is like the best. These are like the seventeen best foods for you, and then here's what you're allergic to too, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. interesting. So yeah. we'll see. But um, <laughs> other so than that, that, how I, we're all doing? Yeah, we're, we're all doing fine. Yeah, Sunday was fine. Had a... Uh, did you do fan bam? Did martial arts. Did not go to the family's house uh, on Sunday, which was kind of nice. Oh, and I decorated the house with Christmas decorations. I did the... With well, the pre-wrapped I did the out exterior lights, and then 
uh, my wife did the interior stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, did a little early, which is like on tr- on trend this year for sure. Everyone's like, oh, I just need some Christmas cheer. Yeah, early this year. So fair. Um, but uh, yeah, we watched uh, Back to School, which she'd never seen before, and Polar Express, which she'd never seen before. I don't know if I've seen Polar Express. It's good. I know I've read that stupid book. Yeah, it was like with the hot chocolate. And well, shit. and the and the movie is different. The movie yeah, is sure. is a. I feel like I've seen it once. The but. book is seventeen pages, and it's mostly about the artwork. Right. And then the the movie is you know an hour and forty minutes of a Tom it's Hanks got that vehicle. Peter Foyle, Tom Hanks in it. Who's then in Australia forever hiding out. They let him. Does a little South African too. Yeah. We'll talk about Johannesburg in this episode too. But uh, yeah, we'll take a little break and we'll be back with. Like game from the sky. And we back. They came from the sky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they came from this guy's burps, huh? Oh, yeah. Check. Uh, yeah, this episode is all about, I mean, language. I say butt steroids. See? Uh, but technically they're... Comsteroids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope you enjoy that <laughs> salad. That was workaholics too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. I've dropped some uh, gastroids tonight. Oh, there you go uh, for sure. But yeah. uh, <laughs> a little nuggets of truth is what we like to call it. <laughs> Butt steroids, <Yeah>. cum steroids. <laughs> um, this episode is interesting. It was, it was, it actually, what I liked about this episode is that it actually moved pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Like, when it was over, I was like, oh, okay. Like, because yeah. I'm sitting there pausing it, rewinding it, taking notes, making sure I'm getting the quotes right and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, when it was over, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't think it was already at, like, the 40-minute mark, because, you know, without commercials, it's 42 minutes. And, uh, oh, it was my camera. It's just like, I got to. I'll get a fix in there, it's... but it's just kind of slow. For some reason, yours is, like, slowly. It's probably my foot on the, uh table feet and i'm you, vibrating it or something yeah. Oh, yeah you should stop doing that. um but uh <laughs> the camera's repel- but mine's not repelling like really my beautiful visage from what i could see i'm just but. so handsome um but yeah this episode ultimately is about two things uh Come. now within within those two things there's one of my favorite things pans for These frying them. some of my favorite <laughs> The Panut Man. See. Uh, where I'm frying up food. Great. Just like the fried rice that I've been gastroiding yes. uh, here <laughs> since I got here. You've been uh, That I made today. And then uh, sperm. So yes. fried sperm is the stuff of the universe. Yes. So panspermia. The cream of the dream. Is one of the themes where um, aliens have put... Uh, well, it could be directed or indirected, right? So al- the the theme of this show is really that aliens specifically filled up asteroids with the building blocks of life, and they send them out. Uh, and it's this is a long game, right? This isn't like oh we're gonna go there right, in two right. years and there'll be a fucking Some toddler on the planet. Style shit, exactly. And so, um, but uh, or so the, or there's in there, so that's like the indirect, right? Where it's like sorry, that's the direct. The indirect is like oh. DNA and RNA and chemical compounds are on this asteroid naturally. Maybe a planet blew up or whatever happened. And then they hit another planet and well, the, the fucking building s- blocks of life. The slot machine goes and it's like, oh, those building blocks yeah. then the chemicals evolve into, you know, RNA, DNA. Yeah, whatever, because right? I remember I, I did some research back in college and uh basically if you took it was like salt water or some sort of water right. and some sort of like nutrient esque 
Yeah, certain amino acids or something like that. Well, it wasn't even the amino acids. Mm. Like it was like fog, water. God, it was something in the water, and you added electricity, mm-hmm. so like lightning, right? And you just let it run through a cycle. Yeah, it would go long enough that amino acids would form, right. which are the, which base are of the proteins. building blocks of life, yeah. is what they call them, because they're what, how proteins make. Right. Then the proteins, and then proteins turn to DNA, RNA. Like mm-hmm. it would, like literally just running this like closed circuit. Right. Which could simulate a pre right. with know, just early electricity Earth, and soup and yeah, just enough little minerals right. and water and things vaporizing and right. coming back down. Life is not as unique as people might want you to think, so it doesn't take that much to trigger yeah a, a very long term chemical when evolution. It's one in an X thing that one in X exists because right. the universe is basically infinite and rather right. Possible. I mean, if if just one galaxy. Has I think I think the Milky Way in this episode they say has four hundred or forty billion stars. <laughs> it's enough either way, yeah. and all of those stars could have multiple solar systems and pl- whatever around them. That's even just one galaxy, and then there's is it millions or billions of galaxies? There's just a shit ton. So of it's stuff. it's just like there are so yeah. many. Again, the people win those slot machine jackpots every week, and there's a shit ton of slot machines in Vegas. Alone, just in Vegas. Yeah. And not just in Shore, it's just in Vegas. Uh, and somebody wins those fucking things all the time. Yeah, I buy 10 discs a week. Bec- <laughs> and that's because <laughs> 10,000 10, people an hour yeah, are yanking, are yanking those things 100 times. And so, I mean, not the slot machines, dicks. Yeah, exactly. uh, no, but there, it's, it's like the chances, when you give, when you give so many chances... For the opportunity to happen, it's going to happen. So everyone's like, it's so infinitesimal, the, the chances of this. And it's like, it has to be this or that. It's like, it doesn't, though, you know? Now, that being said, uh, there's really a, not a lot in this episode that I disagree with because all that they're saying is that the only leap they're making as ancient astronaut theorists is we we truly know as ancient astronaut theorists that aliens did this on purpose. It's directed panspermia. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay. I mean, I, I think that either are valid, whether it's indirect or direct. I think that as a, I mean, the, I think I wrote it towards the end of the episode. They're talking about, like, the nature of life, of intelligent yeah. life, right? Really, the only thing that defines life versus non-life is the desire to live and the desire to spread itself to live more. You know what I mean? Like, the desire to, to create future generations of itself knowing yeah. that it will die. Right, right. And that's really the only difference between a rock and a person or a rock and a frog or whatever, Hard right? Place. And so <laughs> it was so obvious but I didn't see that coming. Uh, that's what you said. <laughs> a rock. Um, but that's the only difference. So it makes sense that that is like maybe the most primal uh, trait of right. a living thing, right? So even the most crazy advanced intelligent, you know, three billion years more advanced than we are, it makes sense that they would go, hey, we, we've gotten to this state, but we should continue. <laughs> There's always threats to life, no matter how advanced it is, because you can't beat the power of, like, yeah. a giant solar flare destroying your, destroying your atmosphere, or like something crazy like that, right? So it's like, let's just make sure life permeates. Like, I feel like that's like there, some advanced alien races, like, moment of nirvana, where they're like... What ultimately what we're doing now doesn't matter. All that matters is that, is that we create more opportunities for other lives to do things. Right. You know, which is it sounds simp- like simplified, but 
that really is what I would think never goes away for a living organism. You know, you can't mm-hmm. deny that you want, yeah. unless you're a sociopath or something, you don't, you, you want things to live. So, uh, anyway, we start in Carl Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite catchphrase from Family Matters is, God <laughs> damn it, Urkel. <laughs> this is on ABC, yeah. a family yeah. channel, okay? On, uh, I was going to say Nick, it runs, but. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Did I fucking do that shit? Did I fuck that up? Oh, fuck, Carl. Hey, you got any of that goddamn cheese? (laughs) How about some motherfucking milk and cookies? Go the fuck home. Go the fuck home. Go the fuck home. (laughs) But I want to bust a nut in your daughter's ass. (laughs) Like the super... Just super ghetto, sweary. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tarantino style family matters. I do feel uh, like Carl would say though, yes. "God damn it!" In real life, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that God was his whole vibe. Was yeah. God damn it. <laughs> um, but uh, stupid ass bitch. I knew you were tribal. <laughs> the classic Crocodile Dundee <laughs> yeah. line: "You stupid ass bitch." I knew you were tribal. Crocodile Dundee two, lost in the city or whatever. <laughs> Hey, you're a black fella, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> what tribe are you? Uh, but no, Winslow, Arizona, which is where the largest crater in North America resides, and it's called the Behringer Crater. It's 3,900 feet wide, 560 feet deep. Uh, they go into how... Well, this is also interesting because I thought... I feel like it's the largest proven crater because as Graham Hancock has talked about... When he goes up to the Scarlands in modern in in Utah, Montana, whatever. Utah. When I don't go back <laughs> with Santa in yeah. Utah, taking pictures Ooh, yeah. of me, ta. Uh, <laughs> I'm Breton. But we don't say Brantar. Yes. That's over the line. Hurty. That's hamburgers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you soybean piece of shit. Uh, I bet that's how you got your gut first. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I feel like this is only the largest confirmed crater that we know a meteor made. Because, like, when they're looking at the Scarlands out there, the whole their whole point is like, you take a drone and fly over like the three miles of here, you can see that this giant hill right here is just one ripple in a meteor impact. Like, it's crazy. Like, and mm-hmm. then and then now there's hundreds of ripples that we're standing on in between then yeah. too. You know, so. Um, but anyway, the largest confirmed. Uh, meteor crater is the Behringer crater in Arizona. So uh, they go into how, like, as if they needed to, how bad it would be if meteors crash into Earth yeah, all the time. They can, they can, you know, Travis Taylor. This is really like Travis Taylor and, excuse me, and Childress's episode. They oddly have uh, Rabbi Zadok talking yeah. about non-Jewish <laughs> things, which I'm like, I guess that's fine, but why is he talking about Aztecs and stuff right, like right. that? I'm like. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see him as the expert on that. Which I don't know. they do on this show a lot. It's like the non-expert yeah. giving their random opinion right. for some reason. What I also don't like is that the second half of the episode, it is a distinct pattern of Travis Taylor says something, and then they put Childress on immediately after that. And I love Childress, but he says what Travis Taylor says in a way less efficient and way less right. understandable <laughs> way. Like, cause I think they're like, well, well, Childress is the voice of the people and we'll put him on after like Travis Taylor, yeah. the scientist. And I'm like, well, I've got PhDs of two different kinds of things that you could use if you wanted to, <laughs> Mr. Barra. Uh, did I hear PhDs mm. nuts? Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. You Urkel. Can s- 
and he's just I'm yeah, doing yeah. a visual thing, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. he just does his like he's smile got, like, a little on stage hat on. <laughs> <laughs> as he's as he's guest starring on Family yeah, Matters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Childress, wake up, wake up! You're on stage. This is fucking L.A. baby, <laughs> Alien Con. You gotta fucking make this thing right. sing. He's about to do a panel discussion at Alien Con, but he's yeah. imagining guest starring, exactly. as he often does, yeah. guest starring on Family Matters uh, and replacing Carl because yeah. <laughs> he just has a big fucking crush on the chick that plays Harriet. Exactly. Well, he really just wants to be that girl's uh, dad. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Laura Winslow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Travis Taylor explains the basics and the not so basics of meteors. He says. Uh, like, because they're talking about how it could cause nuclear winter and the the oceans to boil and all that. And he says, "But what else might it do? If it had certain chemical compounds or it had certain biological agents in there, it could actually change an environment, even terraform an environment." So that's an interesting point to start yeah, off yeah. on. Uh, Clotworthy then gets incredulous about the definition of terraforming. He's like, "Terraforming." Mm. Taking a planet's meat and turning it into a mountain for you to live on with your god. Yes. And then he goes on this weird religious Tara rant. Reed. <laughs> Tara Reed, star of American Pie, and then petering out in Van Wilder before she became a weird MILF. Weird pepperoni nipples that are offset, but not quite there, but still attractive enough. Beef jerky skin. <laughs> Extra <Bacon> crispy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she has like maybe the ultimate bacon she canyons because she was like ended up being a plastic surgery nightmare Los too. Los Agers. <laughs> oh, I live up in a Los Agers yeah. Canyon. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Nice. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they go into uh, uh, NASA's announcement in 2016 of Rama, mm. uh, the Rama program, which is reconstituting asteroids for mechanical automata. Or automata for all you near automata fans now, out there. If you give up tomatas, you will have no girt. You would have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now God made girt. Girt don't hurt, yeah. but it do. And it has. Uh, <laughs> Sharknado says not even Sharknado. Exactly. Or sorry, said Sharknado. <laughs> Driven over the edge. <laughs> says not even Sharknado. Uh, also, Justin Shore said yeah. I just finished a Joe Rogan Hancock marathon. Oh, yeah. That's a good those marathon are, yeah. to have. Those are like some three, four. I'm episodes. waiting. I'm like, I'm like, why is Hancock not been on any of these podcasts? Podcast lazy because he's. I mean, he's he's active on Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. He apologized heavily for not posting for a while, but he and Santa are out yeah. at other fucking Traveling. ruins and just doing their thing. But I'm like, where have you been, yeah. Graham? Doing his thing. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, uh, Michael Denton comes on from UCI, uh, University of California of Irvine, physics professor. This guy is the workhorse scientist of this show. He has oh, yeah. been on since day one, season he gives one. No fucks and loves. It. Yeah. He, and, and what's great is that I feel like he actually he had one little slip up sometime this season where I was like, ooh, he's getting a little bit ancient astronaut theorist yeah. on it. But he literally, I think, stands his ground most of the time just saying, Hey, I'm just a physicist and I'm gonna tell you the facts of this and, and like that's it pretty much. Right. But he the but facts you can of life. <laughs> the facts of life. I had a crush on Joe. <laughs> I had a big we, tomboy fetish. We used to, uh it was apparently me, but call it the fats of life because it was all <laughs> porker girls. <laughs> there was only one that there was, was a few. chunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were growing up in that only slim and trim exactly. girls are attractive. Yeah. Or you're the gay. The fat's alive, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, don't say that. That's not nice. The fat's alive. Now, uh, we get a lot of Jonathan Brandenburg on this episode, too. This guy is like the chameleon because he is so different every time yeah. they have him on. Like, I feel like 
They you it's kind of interesting. He's like it, a cough away from a stroke. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a coughing fit yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much. Don't put too much pepper on his yeah, club sandwich. His he might die. <laughs> <laughs> He's got just like mount mountains of butter sweat waiting to shoot out of his pores yeah, as yeah, he yeah. just like yeah. his eyes his fucking explode again, and yeah just hanging on <laughs> hanging on the edge there just by ready. a thread <laughs> yeah. yeah that foot's hanging by a thread yeah. um but uh um but anyway sorry uh Denon explains that there are uh that asteroids are better um uh vehicles for traveling throughout the cosmos or delivering some sort of payload because they don't have to have a big rocket fuel payload themselves. That you can yeah. take an asteroid; it's already kind of built. It's a big fucking rock. It's it's built for um, with all the metals and things that they're made of. It can resist atmosphere, and it can like you know not melt with like uh, being kind of close to a sun or like something yeah, like yeah. that. You know, or a daughter. Yeah, you're not allowed to be around suns anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, Bran- any <laughs> and Brandenburg says uh, in regards to asteroids, <laughs> I was dying. I haven't heard this term outside of Bill and Ted or Ninja Turtles and I don't know how long. And especially from John Brandenburg where he goes, I'd pork the fatty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he goes, there is a bodacious amount <laughs> of resources. In media, I'm like, what? Like a bodacious? I mean, bodacious. and maybe he's using it in like the literal like yeah, the like literal what they definition stole it from or whatever yeah. cuz it's like bodacious babes <laughs> right like, exactly like cool, that it must mean like bountiful in some something, way you yeah. know but uh it bodes well i'm taking it back from the cool guys <laughs> those guys aren't cool anymore the They're turtles like, cool. <laughs> <It's> fine <laughs> well i grew up with a chinese rat in a sewer and <laughs> he taught me science and lasers and stuff. Have you ever tried mixing ice cream and pepperoni on a lovely bread with cheese? <laughs> you mean, uh, that sounds like a pretty fucked up pizza. <laughs> yes. Eat pizza, not drugs. <laughs> what we all say. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried ice cream and pepperoni with the fine cheese? Okay. <laughs> That's the rivalry. Ninja ice Turtles cream always pizza. had like fucked up pizza, yes. like ice cream on top. Because yes, all like, they whatever. ate was pizza, so they had to keep leveling up yeah, the type of pizza. The yeah. <laughs> but I thought you were setting up they're... that Brandenburg had a rival style of food, which was like ice cream pizza. Oh. And that he was fighting that he was trying to be better than the turtles. They no, had a no. Japanese rat. He had a Chinese rat. <laughs> <laughs> all that. No, was, he learned yeah, kung yeah. fu. They learned right, ninjutsu. Right, ninjutsu. Right I wasn't that deep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's a, there's a bodacious amount of resources out there. In fact, meteors show us that the asteroid contains organics, metals, refractories, which I never even knew what that was. Refractory periods. Yeah. <laughs> Anything we could possibly want to build a space program. I'm like, okay. Uh, ancient astronaut theorists, of course, think that aliens have been doing this for a long time specifically to learn about earth so turning asteroids into probes Uh, exactly a lot of probe mentioned this episode um we go back a hundred and some years to 1902 where a man named ellis hughes just outside of steve's mom's hometown probably uh west lynn oregon i don't know where the fuck it is i think it's closer to portland there's more yeah she was out of pendleton milton freewater because they're by the willamette river sure (laughs) <laughs> uh, 
Uh, they're by the Willamette River, which yeah. I think runs through a lot of Oregon, but I don't think it was by it's Eugene. It's the old Gorn. Uh, the <laughs> Washington. Wait, what the fuck is that river? It's the Columbia. Oh yeah, the that's Columbia like river. the classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Willamette is the one that the bridges in Portland are all over. Maybe. I well. thought I have no idea. Um, but anyway, uh, the Willamette Meteor is the whole point of this. So Ellis Hughes is out there uh, in 1902, and he finds this huge fucking rock, and he takes a pickaxe to it, and instead of it going like, tunk, like a rock, it goes bung, like the bells of Notre Dame. Uh, and so... <laughs> which Ding Dong said, it's Notre Dame. Yeah. Because I said, why is this the fighting Irish... Their team is a French, a classically French church with bells on it. I don't know, but um, like you said, they're Catholic. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's huge. It's the, it's in a museum. It's the size of a small car, the Willamette Meteor. And Travis Taylor gives us some insight. He says, "Now, if we look at the makeup of the Willamette Meteorite, it's got iridium, germanium, so it speaks Deutsch, yeah. uh, <laughs> Gallic. <laughs> it can take that tour." Yeah. Without the English translation the whole time, under yeah. that place in yeah. Austria. And Galanti and it will speak just fine together. It's close enough. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Austrian, German, and, and German. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Hitler spoke it, and he, he understood. It was enough. Okay. Uh, <laughs> trying to do some racist no, stuff. Like, uh, okay, uh, it weighs it. about 15 tons. It's a very large object. Um, and it's strange because it landed intact. So uh, the Kalakamas, not making that up, the Kalakamas tribe... Uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting. I mean, Native American languages are interesting in, in and of themselves, but yeah. the, the I think the Pacific Northwest has a lot of the like. It's almost like the Romance languages of the Native American tribes. It's a lot of like Kalakamas and that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, the Kalakamas tribe worshipped this stone because they thought it was a gift from their creator gods, and they thought it had their magical power powers. Is in the stone. <laughs> it is the magic of the rock. Uh, and we get a Zadok talk here with Rabbi Zadok. I don't know why. Uh, he's apparently an expert on the Kalakamas, but uh, he says, they looked at this rock and they saw it as an object that united heaven, earth, and with water. And I wrote that word for word. It's like, you don't say united. You just say and water. You don't say with water, whatever. Um, within the stone itself, there were little pits that gathered pools of water. And they would use it for rituals, for blessings. And there was something they believed was in the water that was special. So it's interesting. I mean, it's kind of cool that these these Native Americans were like, oh, here's this crazy, clearly a visually unique giant rock. Yeah. And it has all these pits from where little pieces of it melted off coming through the atmosphere. And there might be weird, like, interesting health benefits for ingesting water with iridium and gallium. And I don't know. Because, like, iridium is like... In uh, the the Mass Effect world, the Mass Effect mm. video games, that's like the key thing to power the Mass Effect relays, which are these space stations that as long as you can make it to the space station, you go through this big circle and it creates the Mass Effect field, mm, right. which turns the mass of whatever object is in it to zero. And therefore, you bypass all the rules of the speed of light and all right, that right, stuff, right. too. So, and speed of love. Exactly. The yeah. universe travels at the speed of love. Exactly. Is that what he said? Travels at the speed some, of love? I don't know, some shit like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Or the universe is created at the speed of love or something. Or I think something. it was, I think it was, was travels. Because he talked about getting electrocuted. Because yeah. <laughs> he was like a, this person a phone we, pole we operator or something. A, a bar once many like, years yeah. ago. <laughs> Kept talking about the speed of love, and he yes. worked on electrical lines, so he knows how fast. Right. 
it runs. He was and... pretty. He was pretty stoned, but manic at the same time. It was well, very he strange. Been drunk too. I mean, yeah, we yeah. Pretty, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's implied. That was at the Orange Circle. That place. Yeah, the district. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a bar there. To, not to be confused with the district exactly. shopping mall like yeah. four miles right, away. Right, right. Uh, anyway, but um, uh, they think the meteor came from their sky god, and they're like, and they keep making this point like, there was no impact crater. It's a, and like, you know, Medallion Man's yeah. like, there was no impact crater. They can't explain it. And I'm like, well, the theory about uh, why there's no impact crater seems pretty sound to me because it's happened with a lot of other asteroids and meteors and, and stuff, which is... This meteor is thought to have landed in Canada, the Canada-Montana border area, and then, and that's where it impacted, and then it shifted at the end, because it's it's dated to about 13,000 years ago, so towards the end of the last ice age, and it probably moved that far down south because of gla- huge glacial drift. So it, like, the waters rose up, kind of floated it along, everything mm-hmm. kind of settled somewhere else again, and that made perfect sense to me, yeah. um, but because uh, there's lots of other examples like that. Um, but they 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 don't make a huge point, but it's big enough that I wanted to debunk it. Where it's like, sounds pretty reasonable that this probably didn't actually crash land here. Right, right. It's right. just been buried here for a long yeah, time. Yeah. So, um, they have Jason Martell on a lot this season. Not a lot, but like, I mean, enough. It's enough because he hasn't been on for like six years or something right. like that, which is also weird. I don't feel like he's even opinionated or interesting enough to like have put a kibosh on being on the show like Wilcock is. Because he doesn't want to support the adrenochrome right. feast yeah. of Hillary, Hillary, Hillary Clinton, and yeah. Podesta Pizza being Gates and child vampires and stuff right, like right, that. Right. But, but um, yeah, I'm lunch. That guy Wilcock was also posting a lot about the election results being mm. scammed. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> that guy Wilcock. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that he fucking guy. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so then they asked the question. Wait, what did I write here? Uh, oh. <laughs> Here's a note I wrote that I don't remember. Um, I don't like that Martell is back. I think they use him when Sukalos is fucking Crix's butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> because he he is like a only he's merely a diet Sukalos. He doesn't say anything interesting. Right. He still sounds with this is leader. this is eight <laughs> This is eight years after the show premiered and he was first on this show. He has gotten no better on camera. Right. Everyone else has gotten way better on camera, but he still sounds like all of his lines are pre-written down on a on his hand or a Kleenex or a napkin yeah. or something. Like he's terrible. I don't know what he brings to the table. I fucking hate yeah, Jason yeah. Martell. Um, so they ask, was there technology in this meteor? They they go to commercial and they're like, these strange holes look like there's divots where technology. And it's like they never even talk about that. They just go, well, aliens put tech on meteors because we're thinking of doing it now. So right, they always right, do right, the reverse right. engineering there, but. Uh, Childress chimes in here and says, uh, so you have to wonder, are we just perpetuating this cycle where centuries ago, extraterrestrials sent out meteorites? And the, uh, he says, Clackamas <laughs> discovered the remains of a highly technological little spaceship that's been sent as a space probe to other planets. Uh, we get a lot of, it's like, it's all new footage, but a lot of old school Childress have like pausing and like all the little finishes, his little like flourish at the end. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Um, Martell makes a really dumb point here, and, and he asks like, he's like, now, why do these meteorites seem to only land on Earth in these? And it's like, what are you talking about? The beginning of this episode, literally five minutes before you said this, talks about how 
every year thousands of meteors enter the world's atmosphere with like no ill it's like they yeah. break up and they just become little right, right. fucking shooting stars or whatever other people and, and it's <laughs> uh you know they're happy you know yeah uh as happy as they For can be <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but it's like he's he basically he's trying to make the point that oh all meteors must be specifically engineered to be on the trajectory to hit this planet and it's like what are you fucking idiot? I like hate that planet. Like, <laughs> should we do that as a <laughs> mean, like an asteroid? Is that is that our title for our next podcast? Well, I hit that planet. Well, just an asteroid <laughs> saying I'd hit that, and it's like Earth or <laughs> it's a mom with big tits at McDonald's with her kid, and the yeah. asteroid's like oh, I'd hit that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then just apocalypse yeah, at yeah. the end. Uh, I destroy like, that ass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. Like, it, what are you talking about? Like, not all, like you, you, like this episode is about how there's a giant meteor cloud of million or meteor uh, asteroid belt of potential objects that are coming out and <laughs> of the closet like <laughs> uh, and hitting all sorts of things. If they're getting yeah. fucking pinballed or whatever into all these directions, yeah. even though there's a lot of empty space, there's also a lot of planets and stars. Like as much as empty space there is, we're like. There's like 40 million stars yeah, there's a lot in our of shit out there in our galaxy, and the so. gravitational pull increases the chances. Right, it's like, hey, come come and get it, bud. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like why, did, and that point comes it's up like later, which is interesting. Club, you know, with Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey. Um. But uh, oh, rad! A good merch idea. I'd wear that sweatshirt. Oh, the I'd hit that, and it was yeah, like an yeah. asteroid in the earth. Yeah, that's good. Um. We move on to the next segment, which oddly enough is about. Uh, the octopus. <laughs> it's very Ooh. strange. Uh, in May 2018, actual scientists are comfortable enough to make the proposal that basically they're saying we can't find any sort of genetic lineage of the octopus, of cephalopods in general. Yeah. Maybe these things are actually uh, born um, of alien DNA. And we get, of all people, Jonathan like Brandenburg. Bananas. Ex- <laughs> Because they say bananas are alien DNA based as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> like they're not like anything else on Earth, and they right. can't reproduce themselves, and oh. all this like crazy weird stuff. So, yeah. it's almost as if they were engineered for primates, of which we evolved from. <laughs> uh, we get Brandenburg commenting on biology, even though he's an astrophysicist yeah. and a laser physicist, whatever, uh, and he's like, "The octopus has no evolutionary bridge to anything." It defies all theories of how the genome grew from simple creatures to more complex creatures. And he's jerking off. He's like, they are smart enough to find shiny things, and they're excellent hunters, and they can see their own reflection almost as if they're conscious. And I'm like, yeah, fucking manatees and dolphins do that shit, too, when they're looking at you at SeaWorld and shit, and you punch the fucking glass to (laughs) scare them, because that's what they deserve, because they're stuck in that tank, and you're out here. Working at the fucking gas station like a fucking superstar. Saving up for a whole year just to come down here and look at these stupid fucking things through four inches of glass. You know how expensive the $70 ticket is? Yeah. $78. A whole year. I buy 10 SeaWorld tickets a week and don't go. That's a lot. Uh, it's probably wasteful. Uh, You're better off with a season pass. Yeah. No, no, no. I want the opportunity every day yeah. to have the perfect ticket just exactly. for that day. Uh, <laughs> but More yeah, tickets I, than the days available. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I also asked the question here. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Is 
is there no genetic bridge to an octopus? Because this same show, and not only this show, but many other shows, talk about how there are still likely millions of species of animal in the ocean that we yeah. have no fucking clue they exist because they're so deep. They're so sparse. I mean, we can't get to them. They might as well be outer space down there. There are so many species that we have no fucking clue what they are. Maybe the octop the, the stand I mean there's lots of types of octopus too, yeah. but but it's like maybe your average octopus evolved from those deeper maybe he was a little cusp, you know, dude that like Cucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh because also like the giant squid, which I know isn't quite the same as an octopus, but it's similar. Those same things family. those things live fucking they can go very deep and very They've shallow only found too. Carcasses and up until like a couple years ago right. ever filmed one live. Exactly. Yeah. Which is God, that video was terrifying. Yeah, that is yeah. like, as someone who, I don't really have a, uh, I don't really have a fear of the water, like the of like the ocean, but being out on a bridge, uh, a, a pier at night, that's when I get scared of the ocean. I'm always like, I'm scared to fall into this water that's very deep and dark because I don't know what the fuck's down there. You know, but mm-hmm. so I guess I'm scared of deep water. I'm not scared to go in the ocean, but I'm scared. Like as soon as the sand, you know, I can never be a SoCal surfer dude like you. But yeah, yeah. Uh, only a boogie board. Yeah, <laughs> body boarding. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, anyway, it's like it, I, I feel like they're making a conclusion before all the evidence is suggested here. Where it's like, you guys are so fucking speculative. You can't be like. I bet you a lot of what is going on below that very deep pressure level is probably a lot of squid and octopus-like things that aren't going to have vertebrates crushed by the pressure. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So um, it's a very strange... They're basically using the octopus as an example of panspermia happening in real life. So um, There's a turtle penis, one that hides in the body of a large man. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but, uh, anyway, Giorgio doubles down here. It wasn't really a souk alert, but he makes a good point where he's like, he's like, if these scientists are willing to go to that place of saying, Hey, we can't figure out where the fuck cephalopods came from. Why can't they just apply that to humans too? And go, Hey, we don't really, what's like, cause they're all about the missing link and all this, you know, all this yeah, other yeah. stuff. So I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing for this episode i guess it makes sense because it's the panspermia thing but i don't know they make a whole segment out of this uh denon talks about the panspermia theory and thinks that it's very possible he and panspermia is like the ultimate like scientific ancient astronaut theory because it's very much just kind of up to chance it's like well these natural processes happen and if asteroids flying through space are one of those processes. We have evidence that certain asteroids have RNA, DNA, or chemical structures that can build life. Sure, that's totally possible. Like I like, I at least like that. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care about the dogma of it or whatever. But uh, I'm sure they also asked Denon, like, "Hey, do you think that it was direct panspermia, where aliens right, fucking right, sent right. it down here?" Um, anyway, they talk about the uh, the Murchison Australia meteorite piece uh, from 1969, and that actually had RNA and DNA in it. Now, I was kind of frustrated because the guy they have showing this meteorite is kind of a porn doctor because his only accolade that's in his little byline just says 
Meteor Hunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like... Well, there was a whole show called Meteor Hunters. Oh, that's right. Where they had I, the little magnets. And oh, like, I wonder if he's from that show. Maybe. I, I can't remember. I was doing some He seemed very good on camera. Doing these, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> or while watching this, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might have been right. one of those. Because one was like a yeah. kind of Britishy guy with like longish hair. Mm. And there's another shorter This guy was just like a kind hair. of a redheaded whatever dude. So... Uh, but anyway, uh, it does pay well because those meteor hunter, like those guys in that show, I think they would talk about how they're like, oh, I could sell this. Like that's mm. why they go do it is they go, oh. oh, there's this, they like look for weird reports of like where a meteor shower maybe right. happen, and then they go comb a desert oh. and then you can actually sell those meteorites for, for research like, and a, stuff like that. Either. Yeah. Either to research labs or people just want right. to say like, Hey, I own a piece of space hey, basically. Crystal necklace. Yeah. 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 The power of Khufu's penis inside. Exactly. Uh, um, but uh, but anyway, um, it is cool that like, and he's showing you this like little chunk. It looks like a looks like a show shown here. Okay, and I found a punk faster. But I'm like, you're not gonna go into what RNA and DNA was in there. Like, right, right. can't you can't you catalog that genome, that DNA? Like, I don't know. Um, well, RNA is a little tricky. It's like more of a rudimentary ancient right. uh, style of DNA. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you would like synthesize that out to like figure out what it makes. <laughs> Synth, <laughs> that might be the first time I've touched the keyboard yeah. during well, the show. That's fine. You can touch it and it'll be the last <laughs> shop. Come on. Uh, <laughs> touch it. Come on. <laughs> um, and so Childress chimes in here and he says, this whole concept that meteorites can be filled with DNA, it's just like American pie. Yes. <laughs> you can core out a small hole or a large hole, depending on your race. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and warm it up in the oven or microwave and yeah. fill it with DNA. It's a 98.6 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he says, so you have to ask yourself, would extraterrestrials actually use meteorites as projectiles in order to seed life on other planets. There's a lot of a lot yeah. of suggestive children's uh, stuff hey, here. A lot of hey. a lot of space coming stuff. Yeah. Uh we get a sucler here and he says Now the question you have to ask yourself is if extraterrestrials send out probes filled with DNA and for some reason I, I thought of like uh eclairs or Boston cream donut pies thing flying it's like cum filled Van Wilder yeah. dog cum donuts <laughs> flying through Style. space and just yeah. on the surface yeah. of the planet. And there you go, there's babies. You're right. Uh, <laughs> Seems like a rough sell, but sure. <laughs> oh, pre filled with alien okay, cum. Exactly. Um, I thought said petrified. Uh, uh, he says, Now the question you have to ask yourself is if extraterrestrials sent out probes filled with DNA into building blocks for life throughout the entire universe, are they our forefathers? I'm like, I get. I mean, yes. I guess if you're if the question, I, I don't know why he's asking it like it's a weird, like he's gonna have like a killer question here or something. Because it's like, well, yeah. If they sent it here, then of course, I guess, even if they didn't want to be, even if we were illegitimate children of this alien race, of the night <laughs> that alien race might have been dead for two hundred million years at this point. We never right, know. Right. So, um, in twenty sixteen, uh, this German man named Doctor Claudius Gross. Uh, very German man. He started the Genesis Project. Um, he is. He seems like a real scientist. They've talked about this guy in the show before, but this guy is all about doing or starting, as far as we know, because it could have already been started with secret yeah. government programs, but uh, starting a privately funded panspermia project 
So because he, he's like, I was walking through a old forest in America, and I found a petrified piece of wood. It looks like a fucking gift shop thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, this slice of tree is two hundred million years old. So what if we could make a forest on another planet? So he seems again kind of porn doctory and whatever. I think he's a real scientist, whatever. But he, I'm like. I hate it because I'm like because you're on this show. Does that mean you failed? Like, does that mean, like like are you successful at what you're doing, or are right. you promoting it two and a half years later than when you started it on Ancient Aliens? I yeah, don't know, yeah, but um, he's never on again. That's just a little. It's just like, hey, we're doing this too, kind of thing. Uh, and Sooks talks about, uh, or sorry, the doc talks about the Aztec myth of like the two meta creator gods making this flint rock. And getting pissed off and throwing it down onto the earth. And that's where all the gods of the Aztec world came from. And then they made man. So it's basically they're saying like they threw a space rock down. It 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 bore the gods, which then bore people, which mm-hmm. is a kind of an extra la- layer in there. Rain. But um, but uh, they and, and then they talk about how the Anunnaki had a similar creation myth. Uh, they go back into the space battle and stuff later on in the episode, but. I'm always like, well, which one, which creation myth is it then? Because there are creation myths where a snake fucking spits out the world or takes a shit or whatever. There's creation myth where it comes out of uh, the navel of the fucking creator god. There's creation, fucking, I mean, they talk about it in this episode too, but like uh, fucking Athena was born out of Zeus's head. And like, Mm -hmm. it's like, where do, where do these people, it's not always a space rock, but like each episode Whatever the theme is, they try to act like these are the creation myths from around the world. Right. Um, but I feel like this is one of the first times they've mentioned that it was a panspermia meteorite they came down on. It's usually a ship or a craft. So, right. right. Um, yeah. So, um, the next segment is a lot about. The Muslim Nothing. world, yeah. So, no, sorry, <laughs> well, no you said it, not Muslims. me. <laughs> um, sorry, they go, I was say it no matter what you said. I didn't mean that. <laughs> uh, they go to Mecca, which is where the Kaaba is. Uh, the Kaaba houses a. The Kaaba is a square building that's a few thousand years old. It houses a black rock with kind of a silver facet holding it in uh, on the side, and this rock is supposedly from the time uh, was created for Adam of Adam the Adam and Eve fame. Right. Adamandeve.com. Uh, yeah, uh, promo lunch. code yeah. uh, probing, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for absolutely nothing off right. your next uh, fantasy and adult items. Um, but yeah, the the scientists have confirmed it is truly a meteorite. It is crazy because it's one of those things where like it's a it's a conve or concave um, uh, chunk in this big black rock. And people, the whole point of this is that you go, you make your pilgrimage as a Muslim to Mecca to walk a certain direction, I can't remember if it's clockwise or counterclockwise, I think it's clockwise, around the Kaaba seven times, and you kind of spiral your way into the center, and you touch this black rock, and you're supposed to have some sort of communion or blessing from God. Mm -hmm. And so, and this thing has been like, it's so smooth, like, because people have been touching it with their uh, hands and everything for so long. it's very odd looking, because it is this, like, perfect, perfect Jet black. And then this, yeah, jet black, Sphere that it's like this is no jet one knows, magazine yeah. black rock. <laughs> no one knows really, yeah, like who the fuck is just making this and leaving it. Here? Exactly, it's a very odd thing, right? And I mean, it, it makes sense for any ancient culture. If you found a meteorite that was like 
a, I mean, even just a block of obsidian somewhere is also crazy because that's like lava rock. You know, it's yeah. been condensed so hard. But uh, to find a meteorite that was like, even if it wasn't smooth at the time, but just like a black, a jet black rock, that's it. That would seem magical. That would seem magical to me if I found it. Because yeah. even like your average like river pebble or whatever, they're almost black, but there's a lot of gray and brown and other shit in there too. You yeah. know, so this looks like it was spray painted glossy black with glossy black spray paint yeah. you know um and so oh it was supposedly given to the uh um given from the archangel gabriel to abraham and ishmael to build the kaaba back in the day and zadok says even within the islamic culture we have to accept that the origin of the structure and the angels that built it are extraterrestrial in origin so uh he always makes the point which i like he's consistent where He's basically just one of the the religious leaders on the show that says, remember, all of these supernatural divine beings are, they don't always say they're from a planet, but they do say they're from the stars or from a celestial area, right? And we always think of that as like a spiritual dimension or something like that. But they're literally trying to tell you, hey, no, they're from out there in actual space, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Medallion Man's talking about Muslims and how many there are in the world. It's like, there's over 1.25 billion Muslims today. And ne- then next year, there's going to be 2.5. And it's like, yeah. basically saying that this rock was intelligently uh, and specifically given to a very large group of people to influence the world. And I'm right. like, I'm like, to be fair. To be we have uh, we have a decent amount to thank the Arab culture for, like our numeric system. Beyond that, I don't know if a lot of Western society would be would would say that Islamic culture has advanced society. <laughs> like you know, um, like you know, yeah. It's, well, you have to go historically in what has yeah back and forth, but but that's what I'm saying. It's like in terms also, of also, it doesn't matter about Western world. It's just the world, right? right. right. And well, but that's what I'm saying is like Sharma, as Justin Schur says. <laughs> what I'm saying is, the world at that time, if it was a, if it was their view of the world and their part of the world, I would think aliens would see beyond that if they were, you know what I mean, like. And so, but also, I can understand that aliens want to influence certain cultures, and maybe understanding people might take it the wrong way, and I don't know. But then you're getting into all the fucking. Oh, do these aliens have a prime directive and they shouldn't be interfering that yeah, much? Yeah. But then some of I don't know, whatever. So I don't think aliens give a shit. I think it's all people. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and uh, Childer chimes in here and says, uh, w- was there some intent by extraterrestrials that this black stone would somehow interact with humans on Earth? It would seem to be the case. <laughs> but again, uh, maybe it's that one of those things like in the future when an alien lands, this thing comes to life. Exactly. And yes. it's like, holy shit, this is doing something we never thought. Like, right. people are just sitting here jerking off the ball, right? right? Like, touching yes. it. I mean, it's like, who gives a fuck? That's right. like the exhaust port or some right. just dumb thing that yeah, has yeah. nothing to do with it. Uh, well, and they talk, the, the second half of this episode is all about how, what if these asteroids are alien walkie-talkies, right? right, right? right Communication right. devices. Um, actually, it's right here. Sorry. Um, Medallion Man, William Henry, says... Uh, He's like, you have to remember that all who have touched the black stone are told that they will be given a uh, speech and expanded sight. Like basically, like when they when they die or when the apocalypse happens or whatever. Uh, and well, when they make their pilgrimage to Mecca, after they die, they will then be blessed with 
an under a greater understanding of existence of the universe yeah. and all that. Uh, we go to Camp Verde, Arizona, in nineteen fifteen. That's green camp in Spanish. Yes. See, um, delicious type of sauce. Exactly, green tomato, <laughs> green tomatillos versus red. Uh, a meteorite is found wrapped in a blanket and buried in what looks like a grave cave. So it looks like it's like a in, entombed, like a person would be, um, and. Um, that's it. That's the only example. And then they right. go to they, this is like it, there's there's ancient aliens does the thing where they're like there's always a segment where it's like here's like five more examples real quick some quick hits yeah of that that uh, support what we just talked about for five minutes and it's like doesn't always make sense you know I, I would like a whole again this whole episode is dedicated to this shit just fucking make this another example instead of going on yeah. to these larger theories that you have but. Um, uh, the Temple of Apollo they go back to, which is where, this is where the Oracle at Delphi is and where she would sit above this pit with the uh, uh, the Omphalos stone, which is an asteroid as well. And that stone, uh, with a lots of uh, fucking incense and all the shit, would put them into a state right. to um, communicate with the gods, quote unquote. And so this is where the walkie-talkie shit starts off. And so Childress chimes in and says, uh, and this uh, Omphalos stone is supposed to be a, a vehicle for communicating with the gods. So you have to wonder, was this rock sent by Zeus? You're not saying wonder if it was sent by, it was sent by Zeus. Uh, the Omphalos stone was sent to the earth by Zeus to create man and also give power to the gods or something too. Uh, there's lots of weird origin stories in Greek mythology. That's not the only one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very strange. But uh, uh, so he asks, "Was this rock sent by Zeus, one of the gods?" And I'm like, I don't think that's what they were saying. <laughs> like, uh, I think they were saying that it was a piece of tech. I don't know why you would think uh, this thing was like the thing from Fantastic Four, like a rock person yeah, or something. Exactly. It's very yeah. strange. Uh, was it really some special stone that could help people communicate with extraterrestrials? Um, the Blackstone was apparently supposed to be uh, an altar for Adam. So this is the Blackstone back at the Kaha. Um, it was given uh, to Abraham and Ishmael to apparently advance human culture. Uh, oh, that's where the, that's the point I made before. Sorry. It's, it's weird. They, they like... They give you a couple examples, and then they go back to the Kaaba and the Black Stone. I'm like, I don't know why. But um, uh, the next segment uh, opens up with uh, giving you the factoid that the majority of meteors (laughs) uh, come from the asteroid belt. Um, The asteroid belt has about 2 million asteroids in it. Most are pretty small, but some of them are so big they're thought of as like dwarf planets themselves. Some think... That this was formed, the asteroid belt. I don't think this is formed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is formed. Uh, from the destruction of the elusive, maybe 10th planet in our solar system. So, uh, and even scientists are like, it probably was a planet and it mm-hmm. blew up. Now, if you want to go into like the planet Nibiru and planet X and all that stuff, just wait because that's what they talk about. But um, I mean, that totally makes sense to me because. Most scientists are like the ratio, the proportions of space between each planet out from the sun is actually very regular mm-hmm. until you hit that meteor cl- or that meteor belt. Yeah, sorry, asteroid belt in between Mars and Jupiter, and they're like, is that the Kuiper belt? Or no, the Kuiper belt's way out there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, that's the belt from the expanse yeah, yeah, when we're out here with less uh, gravity and stuff. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you almost sound like Brandon. <laughs> 
come on, bro. You can't put us in this gravity yeah. chamber. We'll yeah. die in I'll water. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I'm quashing volcano, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's not like Ezra Adderall now, go. too. <laughs> I'm going to show you a video about your yeah. footwalk here. Yeah, it's crazy because that guy's... That guy's... <laughs> You saw that. <laughs> it's a pretty good clone of like a destroyer. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. That guy, he's this pro, uh, an up and coming pro disc golfer who has the most Hot cartoonish <laughs> speech impediment, but also everyone talks about how in shape he is. Yeah. And I'm just like, but it's, it's just so strange because 99.9% of parents are like, oh, he has a speech impediment. He's going to speech therapy. By five years old, he's back to normal yeah, or yeah. whatever. You don't hear that very much anymore. As an adult. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You barely, yeah, you don't hear kids as often. Ex- as yeah. Maybe that was not around them. That anymore. was like the cliche back in the 70s. Was, oh, I'm a widow kid that yeah, talks yeah. like this, you know, but then like when this very hunky man. Yeah. Uh, who plays pretty good, pretty good disc golf? Hunky gory. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, his name's Ezra Adderall. Like everyone thinks that uh, he's the next guy that Dismania should sign too. As oh. one of the crush yeah, because he doesn't too. have an actual sponsorship. Uh, right? Sponsored by OTB Discs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure, make sure and get your disc from OTB Discs. This um, makes our videos possible. Okay, <laughs> now we're going too deep cuts here. You almost went Asian. Oh my god! Okay, almost uh, <laughs> is the keyword. Uh, oh, uh, But anyway, <laughs> um, so scientists aren't really in disagreement about that. It is strange though that if they do think that, uh, you would think they'd want to study that more. But it doesn't seem like a a popularly studied theory of like. Hey, what what might have been the nature of this planet that was here too? I don't know. Also, know what value that has anyway. But um, in the news recently, uh, I think it was was it NASA or SpaceX or in partnership where the first asteroid uh, had a probe that gathered materials from it. So that's like the first time ever we've seen it in movies and all that kind of shit. But the first first probe touched down on an asteroid, gathered some chunk of valuable shit, and now is whatever yeah. you know. So. That's pretty cool because we see that in sci- we've we've seen that in sci-fi movies forever. And again, the aforementioned The Expanse is literally like uh, all about that. The the Beltos are all about being in the Kuiper Belt, getting all of these valuable minerals and molecules right, right, and right. shit for there's rupees out there for the inners for the inner yeah, worlds. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> there's rupees because <laughs> they would always talk about I like oh in these asteroids there's rubies and, right. and they're made of diamonds and entirely. all this crazy yes. shit yeah they're like diamond suppositories holy fudge sickles right <laughs> um let's see oh there's some older footage here where like some of the the ancient astronaut theorists are talking about um the whole anunnaki nibiru star wars battle where the anunnaki were in a battle with bad Naboo. aliens <laughs> <laughs> You know they were at the capital on uh, capital on Coruscant. Let's see, uh, <laughs> uh, no, they yeah the the Anunnaki were fighting the bad like there was a civil war. Yeah, the bad Anunnaki fucked up the the good Anunnaki's planet so bad that they they like blew it up themselves. It's a, it's a very convoluted story. Either way, a planet was this is, and I can't remember what episode. I feel like it was two or three seasons ago. Where literally Childress and them were saying like it was just like the Death Star, and so was Star Wars inspired, uh, inspired. and I'm like, oh my god! But I think that might have been 2017 when Force Awakens came out. Okay. I don't know, yeah. but uh, that was I know it's been said a billion times. That was really dumb. That 
Star Killer base, which is like, hey, it's the Death Star, but even more powerful. Right, it's right. like, okay. It's a planet. Is there anything else you guys can think of? Like, I don't know. But it's death. Right. <laughs> it's like maybe biological warfare, something even more sinister. Right, I don't right, know. Right. But um, <laughs> we have released COVID under the planet. <laughs> they will cough all upon each other, but not believe it's real. Your sense of taste, you will lose. <laughs> and your sense of smell. Mask, you must wear. Real it is. <laughs> Do not deny. Yeah. <laughs> Keep counting. Do not stop. <laughs> Gina Carano, you must not be like. <laughs> be like you must not. <laughs> yeah. Fuck me, yeah. shit. Fuck, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Give me a hot dog. Uh, I'm hungry. I want those eggs of the unborn woman. Yes, it, this is an attack on people with uh, issues getting pregnant. Uh. Because people uh. are trying to shut down Baby Yoda for infertility insensitivity. Oh, my God. That is the dumbest <laughs> fuck. It's like, you guys can't take a joke. They have established that this little creature is will eat will food. eat yeah. anything living. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's millennial AF. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he I mean, just wants to eat old, ass. But, yeah. He's only eating the whole body of these little amphibious things because yeah. they have assholes. Exactly. He loves that little crunchy taste at the end. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Which I would think that like amphibians would have the least crusty buttholes of all <laughs> well, creature. That's the only dry part They're on them. <laughs> <laughs> they have to re-moisten the rest of themselves because exactly. their body's trying to keep it dry. Exactly. For Gotta purposes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Evolved they have, so their poops hurt. <laughs> Hurts and strips. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, I got a case of the sillies. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's a deep cut from uh, work. Yeah. Um anyway, uh god, let, let's skip over to Johannesburg. Yeah. Uh 2018 geologists at <laughs> the University of Johannesburg. I'm like it's weird. There are this is a very elitist thing to say, but I've always had a problem with sci-fi acting like a planet is a country. You know, like an entire planet is like, well, this zone, we're yeah. here in the, like literally the newest episode, this is not a spoiler, the newest episode of The Mandalorian, Gina Carano says that she's like, we're here in this zone. And it's like a place the size of Africa. Yeah. We're in this, and I'm like, we're in the green zone. I'm like, what? Like, you're telling me there's two cities in this fucking whole place? But I'm like, I guess that if you have vehicles that can travel 900 miles an hour, like maybe the fucking uh, speed bi- speeder bikes and shit are traveling way faster than we think. I don't know, but I'm like, how can you make this planet seem this small? Like it's the state of Wyoming or something. Right. I don't know. It's, it's I've always had an issue with that, but uh, and I'm sure other people well, you have to think interstellar. You know, right? You gotta you gotta unify as intergalactic. Planet. Yeah, <laughs> interstellar intergalactic. Yeah, but but I'm saying like unless you had a teleporter, it still takes a long time to get out of the zones of the planet you know yeah. unless you're sonic the hedgehog getting out of the green zone well, the first set of stages yeah, exactly. act one okay. i'm so stupid act, we gotta be different than mario and call it act act one zone three or whatever uh sonic the hedgehog sucks everyone well Sorry. i love that game mm. it was fun to play but it was not good well, um different to differ hey Run until you run into something, yeah. <laughs> and then and that's it. Right. Well, that's like Mario. He was the same thing. Yeah, but you had if to have you're precision. Then down. I didn't like the the looseness of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, Reform jazz, baby. There's also a reason that people play Mario more than that too. I don't even yeah. care. I don't even like Nintendo anymore. They don't make games for me anymore. They betrayed me, but long ago. But uh, 
But still, the the fact that everyone there was even an argument back then that Sonic was better than Mario was fucking ridiculous. Well, so, uh, and we all knew who won that battle. Sonic baby, chili no, dogs. <laughs> now he did make better cartoons. Yeah, the Mario cartoons were terrible. I watched them, but they were terrible. Enjoyable. The Sonic ones, you had the choice of the silly. UPN cartoon where he ate the chili dogs and roller coasters in the sky. And then you had the weird ABC one where it was like a post-apocalyptic future where he was in love with a cyborg bunny chick and they had to fight the terrorist group of Dr. Robotnik. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck? Yeah, see? And the weirdest fucking thing was that (laughs) looping it back to Family Matters, the guy that played Steve Urkel himself, Jaleel White, yeah. voiced Sonic the Hedgehog on both the weird show and on the fun yeah. UPN show. Yeah. Well, did he do that? Yeah, he did. Wait, what? He just fell into a joke. <laughs> did I do that? Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's framed differently in the show. <laughs> well, did he do that? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if anyone asked that on the show. If that was ever a joke on Family Matters. Did he do, do that? that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was like a did we do that Maybe. once where yeah, the Winslows like did it. But um, anyway, uh, in Johannesburg in 2018, they found a brand new type of meteorite called the Hypatia Stone. I do appreciate their recency in these episodes because, again, we've talked about before, it must only take a couple months to like make an episode of the show like with right. all the editing and stuff. But um, uh, this was the first found and cataloged meteorite that is not from our galaxy, from our star system. So it's it's an interstellar uh, meteorite. And it's also crazy because it looks like it's made of rainbows. Like it's like all the other meteorites we have are like nickel, iron, whatever. I also was irritated they didn't fucking go into like what the fuck is in this thing? Like yeah. they didn't even talk about the the makeup of it. But it's like got a yellow base with like it looks like a macaw parrot. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. like this it truly is like the definition of exotic visually too. So uh, the weirdest thing about it is that its composition is a term called uh, non-contritic. So most of our media, well, all of the ones that we know, asteroids and meteors that we found, are contritic means they come from the creation of a star, of like mm-hmm. the sun, right? So they're like leftover little pieces uh, of the formation of a star. They have all the yeah. elements of stars that we know. This one did not, and then they don't tell you what's in it, which is annoying. But uh, Brandenburg says, uh, it suggests that, not only was it interstellar, but it was exotic wherever it came from. It was so the tits on this meteor. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I told you I would say that. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, so Hypatia. The milkers on this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> You're, uh, sorry, I just need to define myself for a second. Center. Yeah. I'm a, I might have a stroke. Because right. <laughs> Hypatia sounds like a stripper name or oh, something. Yeah. Too. So Hypatia is just a riddle wrapped in an enigma, and I think I'm in love with her. No, but he really does say it's just a riddle wrapped in an enigma. It's dumb. Um, before this, scientists thought it was impossible for uh, asteroids to travel through interstellar space uh, because they're going to get pulled to different planets or stars magnetic pull. They're like, how can they just like avoid all this shit and go on this perfect trajectory, right? Um, they're gonna get they're gonna hit other things in space, right? And so Travis Taylor wonders the same fucking thing. And he's like, he's like, how the fuck did this get here? Cause you cause you would think that like passing by Jupiter itself, which has such like I think that there's something like 
40 Earths can fit into the red dot storm of Jupiter or something yeah, ridiculous. Some massive, yeah. Jupiter is literally like 1,500 times bigger than Earth or something like that. So uh, how its own gravitational pull does not pull every fucking asteroid that comes even close into it. it but at the same time, it's the universal slot machine effect. And if you have a billion fucking people just wanking on those fucking things a billion times yeah, a day, it'll, it'll slip by. Yeah, and if know? the miles are different and you're not, per- it's not like we're perfectly mirroring its right. rotation. Everything's fucking moving and expanding yeah. and all that kind of shit too. Now I sound like Monty Python. But he says, the odds of that are staggered. They're infinitesimal. He says infinitesimal, but the subtitle said infinitesimal, which I think is the correct pronunciation. Uh, there's always a possibility that it had its project its trajectory, uh, its trajectory manipulated, meaning it had course correction, so it would make it to the destination it was intended to. Um, Childress says the same exact thing that Travis does here. There's no point in saying it. Um, the next segment is all about levitating meteors, asteroids, whatever. Uh, UC San Diego 2017 party school. Uh, the Mundrabella meteorite is examined there. It's 22 tons, and it contains superconductors. Now, the biggest thing I learned in this episode was what a superconductor was. I never really, I've heard that term a billion times, but it's basically you have a crystalline structure that is so unique that it repel heavily repels any magnetic field around it. So it conducts electricity. To, like when you inject electricity into it, it's going to repel all the magnetic fields around it, and then you can direct it in that way. So there's a lot of propulsion technology that's based off of, hey, if we can put superconductors in this thing, we don't really need rocket power. We can just repel the magnetic field enough yeah. to move. Just like in Joe versus the volcano. Exactly. Superconductors. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what shit is, but I need a lot of it. Uh, so, and they are extremely difficult to make. And it's so difficult to make that ancient astronaut theorists and Travis Taylor and other scientists are wondering, was the Mundrabella meteorite designed because it is full of superconductors? Uh, to, and, and so Travis Taylor, again, talking about the chances that this was randomly made in nature, he says, this is an amazing roll of the dice that the Mundrabella meteorite formed in just a way that it was the right recipe to build a superconductor. Is it possible that there are fragments left over from an artificial craft? Maybe it was the propulsion system for this craft. So um, even he is saying, I can't imagine this fucking shit just forming in a vacuum, literally. Uh, This must have been designed. It must have been for a purpose of moving this thing along through space. So, uh, oh, I wrote the note. They're doing a lot of one-two punches of Travis and Childress here. It's kind of pointless. But uh, we move to... Katirka, Russia, a little callback to our last episode. So in the very northeast tip of Siberia, like the end of Ru- of Siberia before China, um, geologists are panning for gold and find a small meteorite granule that contains something called a quasi-crystal. So uh, crystalline structures in normal crystals are very regular structures, and they repeat themselves like throughout the whole thing. So the molecular structure of the crystal is like, Fucking the same. It's like perfect math. Yep. A quasi-crystal is something that was theorized in 1982 by some scientists and uh, thought would were impossible in nature because they have a very regular structure, but it doesn't repeat the way a crystalline structure does. So it's weird. It's got like half the requirements to be a crystal, but it's not. Therefore, it's a quasi-crystal. So um, it's thought to basically be something that could only have been created by something intelligent. Travis Taylor, again, uh, this is an interesting point. He says, 
if I were studying extraterrestrial technologies, I would be looking at the materials at the impact sites of these craters because we don't know if they're just rocks in space or could they have been some sort of spacecraft. So that is an interesting point where it's like, oh, we're thinking of these things as just, hey, a big fucking rock happened to fall here. Let's see what's in it. Um, and let's just be glad it didn't blow up the planet and yeah. fuck up the ecosystem or whatever. But it's more like maybe we're not finding certain things because we're we don't we're not even thinking to look for them because they're being a little too dogmatic and whatever too. You know, the last thing that's kind of interesting too. It's it's apparent, but I guess I didn't think of it before. They're talking about von Neumann robots. Mm-hmm. So von Neumann was a scientist in like the sixties and seventies who came up with um, this concept of the best way to. Uh, proliferate the human race or any race into space and colonize other planets is to program self-replicating robots to do all the work for you. But when you uh, at least get it like ready for showtime, they they'll terraform, they'll build structures or whatever, and then you don't have to take the risk of flying out there as a human, you know, and whatever. Then you can go there and it's like, oh, all the uh, domes are built, all the there's water there now, there's plants and shit like that, there's air, gravity, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they make the point of like. What if we humans are those self-replicating von right. Neumann robots? So um, they ought, they have to bring it back to the Anunnaki because they always do. They can't resist. Uh, but basically, they're they're making the point that we are biological self-replicating robots, right? Childress uh, chimes in here and he says, uh, "So in a sense, we are the self-replicating robots, and uh, we are manipulated by extraterrestrial DNA. We don't really know that. Uh, the extraterrestrials manipulate our civilization and move us forward." And now we are ready to meet our creator. So classic Galactic Daddy stuff from Childress here. Um, Travis Taylor wraps everything up and talks about how, like, all the cool things um, meteors could do. And then Childress makes the point that we're just repeating this cycle of directed panspermia. Uh, and then, and now that's looping back to what I was saying before, which is, like, if the theme of well, – Childress says it could be the theme of the universe, which actually is kind of poignant where it's like if if something is conscious and alive, everything in its, in its life is going to be directed towards trying to make itself last forever, right? right. To keep living. Keep on keeping on. Exactly. <laughs> and so um, anyway, I mean I, I found that that's, that's pretty much the end. But like I found this to be like – there was some pointless information there, but I at least appreciated the constant connection back to ancient astronauts, right? Right. Um, it's something that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's like, let's just take something that's already a spacefaring object and manipulate it, right? Let's send a couple little 3D printing right. robots out there, like the Project Rama is, and those little robots will install some shit, and then off they go, you yeah. know? If you don't have to worry about any kind of propulsion, it's just kind of running on natural pull and right. push. exactly. Maybe enough, you send out enough of these stupid things, they'll crash on a planet right. that can actually reproduce. And if you're playing, and you have to be willing to play the long game. Right, right, Or... But right. you have to be able to exist to play the long game or care right. about your future enough. Or you have... Or, or you are doing these things because you can skip over that time and see your results quicker too, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, even if you are the most advanced, again, intergalactic, you know, yeah. race of people who have conquered space-time and can go back in time to make their own history happen, uh, you still have to go back and make it happen because otherwise, like, if you don't put those things in place, even if you see time differently, time, those events still have to trigger each other linearly, right? right. So it's interesting where it's like, oh, let's fucking... Take this frying pan of sperm and throw it out there. 
and then we'll just kind of time travel and skip over that and see right. what happens or something too, you know, which is what a lot of people say uh, are the UFO events happening now is future people, yeah. future people you know, chiming in. Uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, how's your games going? How's your hey, scores? Hey, How are you throwing today? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Trench, 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 trench. The autistic man at the golf course uh, drives me insane. Um, <laughs> what Joey thinks he is. I yes, don't know what he is. He is. Something. He can drive, but I don't know if he can think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, this has been a long, long episode, episode, I feel, I feel like. like but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening out there. Thanks for supporting us at patreon.com slash aliens where you choose the podcast per month. Thanks for subscribing and watching and chatting with us here at twitch.tv slash aliens. Thanks for following us on social media at Probing Aliens on Twitter, at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram and Facebook, uh, at Puttfuckers on Instagram, at Beer the Drunk that PC on Instagram, uh, Beer the Drunk that on Facebook, and Puttfuckers, P U T T F C K R S on TikTok. Yes, for the latest and greatest musical compilation videos where I am slamming my nuts against my shorts. Yeah. We have a, sadly, a two-hour episode next week, which is the season 13 finale, which is the artificial... do that on Monday, because that's... Well, I guess we probably could. The artificial human... Yes, the artificial human, where the preview for the next episode starts off with a very... A sex doll face with, with horrific mouth movement going... I want to protect all humans. And I'm like, oh, God, this is the fucking next level of the cafeteria close to Earth. Uh, but anyway, it's all going to be about AI next episode. So I'm going to say bye. Yum, yum. Bye. Bye.